Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You would send to Washington, D.C. to represent your voice. But honestly, if you're listening to me today, can you think of any representatives up there that actually care about what your voice is? Well, the answer is probably no. Now, if you happen to be in Louis Gohmert's district, well, Louis Gohmert's a genuine representative for the people of Texas. Uh, He is the only member of the Texas delegation to Washington that is following the law and attempting to do the right thing. He's the only one. And I apologize for that picture of Abraham Lincoln behind me. I'm actually in the broom closet here. But... uh, Abraham Lincoln, as you know, was a tyrant. Abraham Lincoln took it upon himself to break the uh, 10th Amendment to the Constitution and uh, start the War of Northern Aggression to go down and deprive everyone in the South of their rights. I have a problem with that. Well, what's different about uh, Barack Obama? I can't really think of any differences, except for at least Abraham Lincoln was certifiably born here as an American, whereas Barack Obama was definitely not born here. His father was an American, Frank Marshall Davis. That is uh, Barack Obama's real father. All I got to do is look at the pictures, look at the nose, look at the eyes. You can see that uh, Frank Marshall Davis was obviously the father of Barack Obama because Barack Obama's mom was a slut. She got around. She screwed anything that, that had two legs. And uh, that's why uh, I, lo- I love... Uh, trying to remember that preacher on uh, YouTube that I see all the time on there, but I, I love him. He said, yeah, that long-legged Mac Daddy Barack Obama. Yeah, I love to see that. So what we have today is we do have pure tyranny, and I was just uh, speaking with a gentleman here at the Wisconsin Republican Party headquarters here in Oshkosh, and he was coming in here talking about the fact he's very disappointed because he votes for, for Republicans, but nothing ever seems to change. It seems like Republicans don't have any interest in uh, in following the law or promoting the law or getting rid of some of the illegal laws that we have. And one of the questions I had for him, I said, well, once you start breaking any one of the rules that you find in the first Ten Amendments, essentially the Ten Commandments to the government of the United States, once you break any one of those, you've, in essence, broken them all. Because if any one of them is not sacred, then all of them are not sacred. And so to have an American government that's going down there violating the Tenth Amendment and saying uh, your state laws don't mean anything, the only laws that we care about are uh, the laws that we write and that the Supreme Court That will be the currently eight men and women in black robes that rule with an iron fist. Those are the only laws that we actually care about. Nothing else really matters to us. So we've gotten what we deserve. We have the government that we deserve, guys. That's that's just ultimately the way it comes down. And uh, just a message to Frank. Uh, I think uh, I think everything here is going well. I don't know how it's going for you out there, so I'm trusting you. But it looks like uh, we're live on Facebook, and I did, and it says we have viewers on Facebook. So uh, 
So I assume that's all good. But anyway, here we are. Now, the cool thing that has happened this week is with all of these emails being found, we're beginning to discover a few things about Hillary Clinton. We're beginning to discover the depth of her depravity. We're beginning to discover the fact that this woman was willing to break any law and go to foreign governments with her hat in her hand and ask them for money to go to the Clinton Foundation. Hillary Clinton is a reprobate. She has no redeeming qualities. I mean, she's every bit as bad as a Muslim. Um, Here's a woman that's willing to go to a foreign government and say, look, I'm going to do things to help you out as long as you are willing to enrich me and my family. And that's what she has done. She has gone to our enemies and asked them for money. She has put all of this stuff on an open server And probably, as we will find as we get through these other emails, she's probably sent out the uh, passwords and everything so that you can just get into the server. And so these foreign governments have all of these emails. They know everything about us. There was once a game called World of Empires that I used to like to play. It was an Internet-based war game. And one of the biggest things you could do on that was if you had enough money, and it took a lot of money, but if you had enough money, you could buy spy capability. And once you bought that capability, the fog of war completely lifted. Once you bought that capability, it was like having the God view from a satellite of the entire world that you were in. You could see everything they were doing in every corner of the world. And nothing was a secret to you. And now you knew exactly where to attack and how to attack so that you could win the battle, win the final war, become the ultimate victor. Well, in essence, this is what Hillary has done to us. She has become that internal spy. She has become that source, that conduit to the outside world so that they have access to every little American secret. They know everything about our atomic capability. I mean, for crying out loud, Hillary was willing on live TV with millions of people watching Talk about the fact that it takes us four minutes to respond with a nuclear attack. That is classified information. That is information that should never have been released. But Hillary Clinton was willing to do that on national TV just to have the power. Now, how depraved is Hillary Clinton? Here's a woman who is now fabulously rich. She has enriched herself to a degree that most Americans will never know. She is in the 1% of the 1% when it comes down to wealth. She had all of that wealth. She's got these four incredible palatial estates scattered around the United States and God knows how many hidey holes around the world. Hillary Clinton is not a well woman. She is very ill. She has difficulty walking. She has difficulty speaking at times unless so aided by drugs. Performance enhancing drugs, by the way. And... Hillary Clinton, if she was a normal person, she would have said, you know what, I've been a corrupt bitch my entire life, and here I am, I'm fabulously wealthy beyond belief, I have everything that I could ever want, I fly on only the finest private jets, I eat only the finest caviar, um, and I can have as many women as I enjoy, and here she is with all of this, and she's, it wasn't enough for her. The world was not enough. No, she had to have the ultimate power of being the president of the United States, 
arguably the most important, most powerful position on the planet. She wasn't satisfied with wealth and influence. She had to have all the power for herself. That is how depraved and horrible this woman is. Yet now, it looks like her world is beginning to collapse around her. It's actually looking like Hillary Clinton may even be prosecuted for some of her voluminous crimes. I mean, she's committed so many, it's hard to, it's hard to keep track of how many crimes Hillary Clinton has committed. But now she is in a position where she may be facing ultimate justice. This is rich, my friends. This is wonderful, and I'm very excited about it. So we are now in a position where we may see something that the world has never seen before. We may see the ultimate politico, Hillary Clinton, the ultimate corrupt woman, going down in flames and seeing a real outsider, Donald J. Trump, becoming president of the United States. And there it is right there. That may appear backwards to you, but make America great again. Donald J. Trump will make America great again. And that's why we're up here. We have the mighty Texas Strike Force, and we are up here in Wisconsin working to make sure that Donald Trump gets elected. Ray Myers is our illustrious commander. I'm going to try to get him on the show at some point in time this week. He's right now out block walking. And so uh, we're going to get him on here. But Ray Myers put this whole thing together. Got 15 people from Texas to get on a bus, drive for two full hard days all the way to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, eating bad food because that's what you get when you're on the road. You have to eat road food. And we couldn't stop to just sit down and enjoy ourselves. We had to keep moving the entire time in order to make it up here and to be here for this wonderful event. And so we've got Ray Myers up here, and he is going to make the difference and we also have uh, some, some other luminaries from Texas up here. So we have Kay Hall, and, of course, you know her husband has a uh, state representative, been on the Apostle Claver show many times on Raging Elephants Radio. And he is one of the, uh, he's one of the few good guys that we have in the state house. But Kay Hall is up here. She's out block walking and knocking doors. So it's very, very cool to see all of these people up here, and I'm just proud to be a part, and I'm grateful to have been requested to come on this mighty trip and uh, go get in a broom closet and broadcast live to you from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So having said all of that, um, there's just some huge, huge news, guys. I mean, it's just amazing what's going on. Uh, I've got a story here I may get to uh, later today. Uh, nobody knows right now where Huma Abedin even is. Nobody knows where she is. They've not seen her. They've not uh, not uh, been able to locate her. She normally flies on the jet with Hillary, but ever since this came out, she's been in hiding. Now, there is one train of thought that the reason why Huma is out there hiding right now is because... She saved all of these emails on her computers, knowing that Hillary could not be trusted. And she knew that one day it was all going to collapse and Hillary was going to see to it that she 
was destroyed, and she wanted to have enough emails to be able to prove that she was not by herself in these endeavors. So they've got 650,000 emails to go through right now. Um, Also, another story, uh, the Department of Justice blocked a probe into the uh, Clinton Foundation. Why? Well, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Department of Justice, my foot. Department of Injustice is what it is. There's no question that the current occupant up there, the leader of the lynch mob, Loretta Lynch, is corrupt and evil to the core, similar to Hillary, as a matter of fact. There's no question that that is the case. And so she absolutely does not want any of this stuff getting out because she will likely be implicated in it as well. So uh, we've got that. Uh, also in the news today, yeah, 45% say this is worse than Watergate. For my younger uh, listeners out there that don't know what Watergate was about, Watergate was about the fact that they had discovered that the Democratic National Committee headquarters was being used to run a high-priced call girl ring out of there. They were actually running a prostitution ring. They were affiliated with, uh, I believe it was John Gotti, uh, affiliated with his crime family. And they were running high-priced call girls out of there. And so some people in the Nixon campaign said, man, that would be explosive. We'd get all that information and name names and give dates and times. Let's uh, let's uh, dress up like plumbers and break into the Watergate uh, Hotel and get that information and let's disseminate it. You know, these would have been the early WikiLeaks guys. Well, that's all it was. They got caught, and the liberal media immediately circled the wagon and says, we've got to defend the Democrats here, because if we don't defend the Democrats here, who will? And at the time, Richard Nixon, a Republican, was uh, the uh, president, and we had Tip O'Neill as the Speaker of the House. And so they immediately did circle the wagons, and they did defend the Democratic Party. Thus, the word of the uh, prostitution ring being run out of the Democrat National Committee in Watergate Hotel never made it into the news. No, what made it into the news were the plumbers that broke in to get that information. Kind of reminds me of Devin Anderson and what she did with the planned infanticide guy down there in Houston. He went in and got the evidence that the planned infanticide uh, abortuary right there on the south side of Houston was selling baby parts for fun and profit. He exposed that with his videos. It was clear. There was definite intent. It was obvious that that was happening. And Devin Anderson brought it to a grand jury and had them indict uh, the people who were shooting the video. That's what she did. She brought them in and indicted the people that shot the video because they used a false ID to gain access to the abortion clinic, uh, abortuary people, and to record this stuff. And in Devin Anderson's world, as the Republican district attorney in Houston, well, that was even more horrible in the fact that they were uh, slicing and dicing babies down there and selling them like uh, salad add-ons or something. So, um, which makes it very difficult. I mean, now you got Devin Anderson down there in Houston. She's a Republican. If you vote straight ticket, she gets in again. But Kim Ogg, the Democrat, has taken... I am told millions of dollars from George Soros. Not much of a choice there in Houston, guys. We sure screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, we should have thrown Devin Anderson out and gotten a real, a real solid conservative Republican uh, to run for that office. Or maybe even a libertarian. I think Tom Glass would have made a fabulous 
uh, district attorney in uh, in Houston, and he's a libertarian. So anyway, or even Kathy Glass's wife, but she's running for the Texas Supreme Court position three, and I urge you to vote libertarian on all three of the Texas Supreme Court positions because the good old boy network is just as corrupt as the rest of Texas politics are. I know I'm making friends out there now, but it's my job to call it like I see it, and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, getting back to Hillary Clinton here, her unfavorable rating is now the highest it's ever been, and Trump is winning in the final sprint. 60% of voters now view Hillary unfavorably, according to an ABC Washington Post poll released on Monday. That's the highest level of unpopularity yet for the Democratic presidential nominee. And Donald Trump is seen unfavorably by 58%, according to their poll. But I got to tell you, on our ride up here to Wisconsin, we didn't see a single positive Hillary bumper sticker or a single positive Hillary sign anywhere. The only Hillary signs we've seen were negative, you know, like Hillary for prison. Yeah, we've seen a lot of signs like that. But we didn't see anything that was uh, promoting her presidency. On the other hand, we saw tons of Donald Trump, Mike Pence signs, tons of them, incredible, huge billboards. It was absolutely amazing, impressive, and uh, rather rather heart-stirring, quite frankly, to see all of that stuff. So it was good. <laughs> Frank said, when did showing a fake ID to non-government private entities become a crime? Did lying become a crime? Oh no, lying is is uh, lying is a virtue according to the Democrat Party. But uh, yeah, if you're there trying to catch the bad guys, and you don't have a badge and a gun, well that's that's not good. So anyway, getting back to this story, uh, using the uh, last two nights' results after FBI Director James Comey revealed that there were 650,000 count them 650,000 Hillary emails on. Uh, on Uma Abedin and, and Michael, uh, the, or excuse me, Anthony the Wieners' um, computers. Well, this kind of changed everything. 47% of the Democrat nominee supporters say they were very enthusiastic about Hillary compared to 51% uh, previously, which means that that's dropping like a rock. On the other hand, Donald Trump is going up. And here's the other thing. There are a number of states where it is legal to change your early vote. Now, Texas, no. In Texas, you voted. Well, you voted. That's it. You're done. And if any of you guys uh, listening to this show are stupid enough to vote for Hillary, well, I'm, I'm sorry. That's your vote. It's not going to change. But if you haven't voted yet, yes, you're probably going to vote for Trump. And factually, based on what we're seeing now, a lot of Democrats are going to vote for Trump. So this is what's uh, going to happen there. But Clinton's popularity is beginning to drop. This is fabulous, fabulous news. And uh, even an ABC poll, which uh, is kind of a bogus poll, but even an ABC poll uh, says that Clinton's lead over Trump has fallen to just a single point in a four-way race. I assure you, Donald Trump by 10 points if you get out and do your job, and that is to make sure that you vote, and secondly, to make sure that your friends vote. We need everybody to get out and vote. 
We also need people to do what we're doing up here in Wisconsin. We need you to show up and pound on a few doors and say, hey, have you considered voting for Donald Trump to save America? That's what that's what needs to happen. And you can do it. No longer. No longer. Hey, I just figured out how to find you guys. Jay Douglas is in the chat room. Dutch Gleason, good to see you there. And Sean's there. And Bobby Ritter with Rage Against the Regime. Actually, Bobby's in Chicago. I thought he might come up here and join us. Uh, we're pretty close to Chicago. But, uh, yeah, Sean Moore pointed out uh, Hillary is so corrupt she was even fired from the Watergate investigation. Now, if you look that up on Snopes, Snopes says that wasn't true. But you have to know that Snopes is one of the uh, the liars that's out there. Snopes is funded primarily by George Soros. And it's actually just uh, the Mickelson couple, Mr. and Mrs. Mickelson, uh, Canadians who happen to live in California. And they're out there supporting everything Democrat and suppressing everything that's anti-Democrat. So you can't trust those as sources at all. But it's good to see you guys in the chat room. And uh, I don't know how how the video is out there. I don't know how the audio is. Uh, If you guys let me know, I would greatly appreciate it. But uh, it's good to see Jay Douglas in there. And, of course, Dutch Gleason, uh, one of my favorite guys. I mean, Dutch does a lot of good stuff. Uh, he's out in the community doing his part, and he's doing some hard things. And it looks like we have uh, Rusty Monsi, so uh, let's take him before we go to break. Uh, come on in here, Rusty. Hello, Doc. How's it going? Um, Probably better for me than it is night. for you. I believe you're in the hospital right now. Yeah, they put me in isolation last night. And uh, so, I don't know. They found some kind of a peculiar infection and stuff. So, anyway, but look, uh, in talking to the local guys down there by the farm, uh, they've got their, they really got their hands full. And uh, they've got people out all over the place. And uh, they're, I don't know. They're just uh, they're pushing as many as they can across the river, trying to get in here before the election. I don't, and uh, that's that's really bottling up everything because they've got so many so many people, and they don't have any place to put them. Um, I talked to one guy, and he said they picked up uh, right around my area. They picked up a thousand in a little over four days. That's a lot of people. Uh, that's that's a lot of people, and of course, uh, by their own admission, the uh, uh, border patrol said they pick up. They think probably about ten percent of the people that actually make it across the border. So for everyone they pick up, nine got in because they're so yeah. dramatically undermanned down there. We're talking with Rusty Monsies. He actually lives on the Rio Grande down in Brownsville, and unfortunately is uh, suffering from ill health. I I implore you to pray for him. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's let's find out why that's happening. Because uh, Brenda just said she can't hear the call. So let me see. Oh my! There's the reason. Let's turn that off. Let's turn this on. Hey, I bet we can hear Rusty now. Thank thank you uh, for giving me that word, Brenda. Uh, so so Rusty, you you said they're they're picking up kind of kind of a lot of people down there right now because a lot of people are trying to get across the border before it's too late, before the border is closed, by one Donald J. Trump. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And there's a lot of uh, uh, the the numbers are 
considering where we're at, which is it's got very few people, uh, because the border patrol are so under man, it's yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a flood, and uh, there are so many people that down here, regardless of what the media is lying uh, allowing for, there's a greater number of people who, in the last few days, who are pushing for Trump to come through because they're seeing all these people. And one man basically said, he said, hey, he said, I, he said, my kids are going to give up school so that these uh, these people can come in and sit and not do anything. He said, I don't think so. And now what's creating a problem there is the fact that from where we're at all the way up the river, there's, there's some talk and there's some uh, stuff going around on the street that some of these street gangs want to go down to the river themselves and help the Border Patrol. But the only thing I see with that is that's going to cause a lot more problems, you know. So that's got me worried. But anyway, beyond that, I can't. There's not much I can I can do right now. I've been in here since Tuesday. And... Uh, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know what to do, Doc. I'm afraid I'm going to be in here on my birthday on uh, on Friday, and uh, I don't like that idea at all. So well, anyway, um, uh, let me let me ask you guys: Do I have the audio up now for Rusty? Did I get the overmodulation fixed? Uh, let, let me know. Uh, Brenda says it's better. Um, Bobby, what do you think? Bobby's a tech guy because he's with Rage Against the Regime. He does his own radio show every day. Um, Rusty. First of all, we're going to be praying for you. And in fact, uh, the guys uh, in the chat room here are already uh, sending prayers uh, your way. KC Massey is praying for you, by the way, and sends his love. Tell Casey, I haven't forgotten him. I really haven't. And uh, I worry about him. And he's in my prayers as well, okay? Uh, I don't even be honest with you. Uh, Doc, I don't know where Casey's at if he was. If I could get some way to get in touch with him, I would. And that's no lie about that. Well, maybe Bobby uh, has uh, contact info. He'll put it there in the chat room. We can get that to you because uh, Casey Massey is one of the guys that uh, my hat is literally off to because he was willing to put his life on the line and ultimately end up in prison for what he believed. And, of course, Casey Massey, uh, from what I can tell, reading of Texas law, had violated no Texas laws whatsoever. That's why uh, our, uh, crooked, uh, dish, our crooked Texas attorney, uh, that would have been Greg Abbott at the time, he's now the governor, that's a much better position, um, is now the governor uh, brought in the feds to take out Casey Massey because it was embarrassing him. K.C. Massey, with just a relatively few men, completely stopped illegal immigration across your ranch. Did he not, Rusty? This is true, and uh, during the times that they were there, there was a report was from the people in the interior that they cost the cartel well over $20 million in product and people. And that, uh, That's what I heard also. And this is the... Anyway, anyway, the only thing we can do is keep on pushing. Uh, uh, Casey, we're th we're thinking of you, my friend. And uh, uh, be quite honest with you on on this deal, on me being in here now. 
Uh, I had a I had a confab with a couple of the uh, people here, and he said uh, what I picked up is something new. So I don't wow. know. And he said well, part of the problem we have is we got diseases coming across the border that uh, we've never seen in America, and a lot of doctors are un, unable and ill-equipped to deal with some of these diseases. Well, this is true too. And he said they're trying what they've got, and they're trying uh, basically a witch's brew of combinations. And uh, on Halloween, good, good, good turn of a phrase. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well. And uh, there's uh, uh, 35 possible uh, uh, antibiotics, and uh, there was only uh, uh, there was only one, and it was a uh, short term. Uh, what makes it bad is this stuff is as you hit it with one thing, it it uh, it becomes resistant to it, then you have to start hunting for something else. So the, that is the problem with a lot of viruses. They are able to uh, to uh, regenerate, morph, and change, and uh, it's really hard to deal with some of them. But we brought this yeah. on ourselves uh, with open immigration, with no laws, violating of the laws of the United States. That's why we've ended up with all this stuff, Rusty. Yeah, I know. And uh, I'm be quite honest with you, Doc. I'm not. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I don't want anybody to say that. Uh, I don't know how much time I've got with this relation to this stuff because every time I get we get in this situation, uh, it gets worse and worse to get over it. So I don't know. But beyond that, listen, you all get after it. You do what you got to do. Uh, for me down here, uh, you all be safe. God bless. And uh, we'll keep on pushing for what we got. That's all I can do. Well, we're going to do that, and uh, God bless you, Rusty, and, and our prayers are with you for healing, and uh, we want to get you out of that hospital as soon as possible. On the other hand, at least they have AC in the hospital there, Rusty. Well, uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what, I, having a choice, I'd, I'd prefer sunshine instead of being in here where it's cold because they have to keep it down to about 64 or something like that, and and these old these arthrit arthritic bones they don't they don't bend as well as they do at sixty four as they do when it's out when I'm outside at eighty. So, but anyway, look, uh, I'm taking up too much of your time. Uh, Y'all be good, be safe, God bless, Casey, my friend. Keep it up, keep your chin going high. We'll catch you all later. That is awesome. Guys, Rusty Monsey's uh, broadcasting from uh, down in the Rio Grande Valley there in Brownsville, where uh, illegal immigration is at an all-time high, and we're always glad to hear from him. And uh, we're going to be right back after this break. We're a little bit late for it, so I'll let Frank take it away, and i got a lot of more for you on the Doc Green Show. with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. 
At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. 
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Doctor's got his mouth full. If you're watching, I got goodies here. They they brought me a sandwich and some uh, very tasty stuff. It's got chocolate, got nuts, got coconut. Oh man, pretty awesome. Hats off to whoever provided that for me. So anyway, uh, Donald Trump and his uh, advisor spent the weekend deliberating over how they can seize upon this wonderful opportunity that was given to them by. Uh, the crooked, capricious Hillary Clinton. And uh, they Trump's been just, oh, man, I mean, you know, he's merciless on these rallies. He is just hitting two or three states a day going after it. Hillary, on the other hand, concentrated on Florida. There is some, uh, some people out there think that at least some of the appearances that have, she made in Florida might have been one of her body doubles as opposed to actually Hillary. We don't know the truth of that. But uh, we're also told Donald Trump's going to be here in Wisconsin on Tuesday. This is one of the battleground states. Now, there's some interesting things about Wisconsin. Take note. First of all, you can register and vote on the same day in Wisconsin. What could go wrong with that? Well, I don't know. You do have to have a picture ID if you're going to do that, and a utility bill, recent utility bill, if you're going to register to vote. But other than that, you can register to vote anywhere uh, in Wisconsin. Also, if you cast an early vote in Wisconsin, and let's say you went up there and you voted for Crooked Hillary, now you realize that she really is Crooked Hillary, and you're a little concerned, you can change your vote. Yes, you can go and rescind your early vote and change that vote. So those are the rules up here in Wisconsin. Now, that doesn't fly in out of Texas. Uh, Jay Douglas, by the way, we were talking earlier about uh, the fact that Rusty's sick and nobody knows what he's got. Uh, Jay Douglas says he's got some friends in Maryland. And, um, oh, no, he said friends in and around Waco are reporting a new wave of influenza. They've not seen anything like it in the last four to seven days. And this year's shot, flu shot, is not stopping the spread, and, and they've been misdiagnosing it as strep throat. So, hey, that's pretty exciting. Glad I'm not in Waco. And, of course, if you want to stay well, I do recommend you take a lot of supplements. That's what the doctor does. Oh, yeah, MD is doctors. Okay, MD friends of mine. That's where that report's coming from. Thank you, Jay Douglas. Appreciate it. Now, when I see MD, I just think Maryland. But uh, this is going around. It's a real problem. Now, what I do is I, that's why I do the Vita Scientific. I take all of those vitamins. And then I have a bunch of other supplements that I take from uh, my good friend, Dr. Dave Krupa. And I found that by taking all of these supplements, I just don't get sick. And I can't afford to get sick. I mean, if you're, if you're Doc Green, you've got to be in a lot of different places a lot of different times. I mean, here I am all the way up here in Wisconsin, for crying out loud, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oshkosh, by gosh. And uh, 
So you got to take your vitamins. you got to stay well, and that's what I encourage everybody to do. And, of course, if you go to Vita Scientific and you decide to buy some of those vitamins, use promo code DOC, and you get 50% off of your first order. Another interesting thing, you see me holding here in the hand on Facebook, this is my attorney-protected selfdefensefund.com card. There it is for all you folks on YouTube. Selfdefensefund.com. We are not broadcasting from the selfdefensefund.com studios today because we're actually in a broom closet up here at the Republican Party headquarters in Oshkosh, by gosh. I'm putting that information out there in case you want to firebomb me, uh, any any you liberals or rhinos. Anyway, we're up here and we're broadcasting live, but selfdefensefund.com. And Frank was just telling me on the uh, break that he got his selfdefensefund.com ID card and stickers on Saturday. And that means that Frank is now protected. A lot of people think, well, I don't even carry a gun. I don't need that. Well, selfdefensefund.com protects you in any situation. Like, for instance, when I went to the Harris County Appraisal District, and the uh, rather overzealous security guard decided to grab me, slam me up against the wall, and handcuff me and drag me off with five police with their guns all ready. Yes, selfdefensefund.com will also defend me in a situation like that. It'll defend you. So um, if you know what happened to Susan Dantzler, Self Defense Fund would have defended her where those uh, sheriff's deputies uh, assaulted her husband, left him uh, laying bleeding in the driveway. Uh, so that they could search her house without a warrant. Self-Defense Fund would have protected Susan Dantzler in a case like that. And unlike these other guys, with selfdefensefund.com, you don't have to go into your pocket. And if some of you are like I am these days, going into your pocket is kind of tough, kind of hard. So uh, Jay Douglas said, I uh, found that uh, they protect me better than uh, the other group, which I dropped. Well, that's why I recommend selfdefensefund.com because they're really good. And for those of you that know who C.J. Grisham is, they've been defending C.J. Grisham now against those horrible charges uh, where C.J. Grisham did not violate the law, so they had to make up a law that they could say he violated. And what they finally settled on was uh, impeding a law enforcement official in the performance of his duty. That was the only crime they could come up with for C.J. Grisham. But so far, up to $300,000 and uh, still going. SouthDefenseFund.com is there defending CJ, and they will do the same thing for you. So that's my commercial. SouthDefenseFund.com. Use promo code DOC. Get it today. Seventeen fifty a month for me and the redhead. So if you're a couple out there, that's what you'd be paying. If it's just you, that's only like 12 and change, $12 and change a month. I mean, you know, practically nothing. Price of a Subway sandwich. So, uh, Go on out there and get selfdefensefund.com. So we're up here working for Donald Trump. Uh, right now, the Texas delegation, for the most part, I think we got uh, uh, one or two people working the phone banks, but most of them are out there just beating the streets. So, uh, so far, Texas early voting, record numbers, record numbers. And during the first week of early voting, 2,102,000 Texans cast their ballot in person in any one of the number of voting agencies. This is record-breaking turnout. And I believe record-breaking turnout means that Donald Trump is winning. The Mexican street, and uh, I could have talked to Rusty about this earlier. Don't forget to pray for Rusty. 
the Mexican street is rooting for Donald Trump because they believe the drug cartels will be taken down a notch if Donald Trump is president and we can get started on building that wall. Don't forget the wall has worked marvelously over in Israel and it will work equally well here. Uh, Brenda wants to know if Donald knows we're here. I don't know if Donald knows we're here or not, but there's a big rally tomorrow, and I'm, I know that we're going to be there, and we hope that he finds out that we're here. And, yes, it would be awesome if we could get Donald Trump to call in or come by. He's a busy guy, so I don't know if we're going to do that. Uh, tomorrow I'll be broadcasting from the hotel because, unfortunately, the uh, the technology here at the facility has not been good. I told that they did get somebody in here that can maybe upgrade that, but I, I don't have confirmation on that because it happened right at showtime, and so I couldn't follow it up. Right now I'm broadcasting to you courtesy of my hotspot on Verizon at great expense. Because if you want to you want to talk about using up data in a hurry, oh, man, try running two video streams in addition to an audio stream. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, but my Verizon network is holding up, so that's good. And uh, according to uh, Frank, sound is good out there. According to Brenda, the sound is good out there. And uh, Brenda Vaughn is one of my favorite people. Brenda Vaughn is the leader of FreedomTexas.org up in North Texas there in the Decatur area. And if you haven't fronted her, you should. I believe Jay Douglas is with uh, uh, the Texas Nationalist Movement. And uh, Jay Douglas said he got a ride out to vote on Thursday. So good man. I, I hope that you'll uh, also make a few phone calls, Jay Douglas, uh, like I'm doing. I'm sending out emails to my friends. Uh, I'm trying to get several out every day to invite them to uh, vote for Donald Trump. And so far, it's been 100%. Maybe that's because they're my friends. I don't know. But uh, so far, 100%. And uh, we're, we're doing that. I also want to give a shout-out to the, some of the people that put money into this event to make it happen. And uh, I'm really grateful to them. Uh, Sam Bravenek, uh, he's uh, in oil and gas there in the Houston area. Sam Bravenek wrote a nice, large check to support this uh, event, and I'm grateful to him. And a number of others of you also, Brenda, uh, put some money into this campaign. But I want to thank all of you for going there and doing it and making it possible because, let's face it, nobody in this group is independently wealthy. All of us are pensioners or wage earners. We're up here because we know that we're going to lose this country if we don't get Donald Trump. I don't think I'm overstating it when I say that uh, the fate of the Western world hangs in the balance right now. I believe it does. If Donald Trump wins, maybe we can be saved. If Donald Trump fails in his bid and we end up with uh, crooked Hillary, all bets are off. Um, Brenda Vaughn said that Raymond Herrera is going to be speaking at their next meeting in November up there in Decatur. And if you've never heard Raymond Herrera speak, <laughs> you are missing out. In fact, Brenda, if you got his number, give him a call. Tell him to call in today because we'd like to get him. The call-in number, guys, is 1-800-932-1980. 1-800-932-1980. Love to have you call in on the show today. And uh, Facebook just went down. I, I don't know what's up. Maybe it's back. So it's trying to reconnect. 
Jay Douglas said, just as I was mentioning the feed working, lost Facebook. All right, well, we hope we're back. You can go to freedomtexas.org also if you want to join the Texas independence movement. All right, I'm back, Jay. Jay Douglas said I'm back. But uh, the, the phone number to call in on the show today is 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. And uh, we'll be glad to have you on the show today. And I hope uh, Raymond Herrera will call in because he is fabulous. He will inspire you. A real man, Raymond, is. So uh, glad to see that all that early voting happening down there in, in Texas. One of the biggest problems we're having, though, is uh, the uh, the natives, 1-800-932-1980. Yes, that is it, 1-800-932-1980. You can call in and be on the show today. Love to have you. But... Uh, the Colombians are coming up. They're, they're making an incredible trek down there from Central America, the El Salvadorans, trying to get into the United States because they believe this is their last hurrah. El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, and Colombia, all of them are coming up to the United States. They want to make it in before Donald Trump builds the wall. Yes, they're having a lot of problems with gangs in their countries. Yes, they're killing those who don't join. Yes, they are uh, raping the young girls down there and putting pushing them into the prostitution industry. Small business owners, if they don't pay the, uh, the protection money, they're taking everything away from them. And the majority of those who choose to go ahead and make it to the United States, particularly the women and children, in many cases have to pay thousands of dollars for what they hope will be safe passage. So, um, but these are the poorest of the poor. They're making life and death decisions. They travel up here. They, they have to go through the heat and the humidity. They don't have very much money. What they have, they carry with them. They have maybe a couple of extra changes of clothes and a handful of belongings. And a lot of them reach Texas with nothing but the clothes on their back. And some of them don't make it here at all. Some of them die in the attempt. And why is this happening? Well, it's happening because Barack Obama, being the bastard that he is, uh, Barack Obama has told these people to come up here. Barack Obama said, hey, come on up. We're, we're going to change the laws. We're going to make it illegal for you to break in. Oh, to hell with the rest of you people that paid big money to get here. No, 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 no. We're going, we're going to uh, totally kill that and bring all these illegal aliens in here and make them citizens. So uh, down Mexico's southern border is sort of like a marketplace of unregulated commerce, more than an organized effort at immigration control. There was a period of time when Mexico was just killing them. I don't, I don't guess that's happening right now. But people and goods constantly flow back and forth across the uh, Suciati River, which occasionally gets low enough during the droughts so that you can just walk right across, kind of like the Rio Grande. And you go in, go into Hidalgo City down there in the Mexican state of Chiapas. Pretty cool. There is an official point of entry, an international bridge. Stands virtually unused. Most people ride on makeshift rafts and that they build from wooden slats tied across the big inner tube on truck tires. Yeah, they innovators, these guys are. Guatemalans make the trip to buy clothes, food, and other goods in pesos in Mexico and then cross back and resell them in Guatemala, hopefully, hoping to make a profit in quetzales. 
uh, amid the traffic, it's virtually impossible, however, to tell the migrants from the entrepreneurs at the river. In Hidalgo City, a lot of them are, are seeking help at the uh, Dirección de Atención a Personas Migrantes y Refugiadas, where Gorete, Fernando Orozco Munoz and her two co-workers offer assistance to these desperate migrants seeking to apply for refugee status. Let me try to, let me see if I can actually sort that out and not read it to you in Spanish. The, the uh, director of people who are migrating or refugees, uh, that's that's the, uh, the facility for that. So I guess that would be like the, the Bureau of uh, Migrants and Refugees in in, uh, in Hidalgo City. Anyway, these aid workers often buy water and meals for the uh, legal immigrants, and they usually have to pay that out of their own pocket because the government doesn't have any funding for that purpose. There's a map hanging on the center wall which shows all the states along the eastern coast, Mexico up to Texas, and they uh, show where all of the migrant shelters are because this is a path that many of the migrants will attempt to follow over the next several weeks or months. It's kind of like the Oregon Trail going uh, from uh, east to west, I guess, here in America. But um, the workers give migrants information on places they can stop and sleep, get a, get a free meal, and send them on their way, knowing that some still will be deported and others still are going to be killed on the journey. If they happen to have any money and they haven't already been beaten and robbed, uh, then those heading north can pay 29 to 39 pesos for a, uh, a colectivo, which is a minivan commonly used for public transportation. Or they can get a car to take them in uh, into uh, Tapachula, the closest Mexican city where there is a migrant shelter. But those who don't have that money end up having to do the walks, 23 miles. They reach Tapachula. And that requires avoiding a series of pop-up checkpoints along the way set up by the Mexican immigration officials. The migrants riding in taxis hop out and constantly walk through the brush to skirt the checkpoints and hoping that they don't get robbed by thieves. So at the bottom of a steep hill working in, in working-class neighborhoods in Tapachula, there's uh, Albergue Belen, one of the most established migrant shelters along the route, easily spotted by its bright orange walls. It's an early stop and a long journey, but already the migrants' unassuming gratitude is apparent when they are offered a place to rest. And most of the migrants stay for the night, uh, maybe two nights, sleeping in these small dorms on metal bunk beds with thin mattresses. But, you know, anything's better than nothing, right? All right, we're going to hit this break. Be right back on the Doc Green Show. Guys, uh, share the feed. Invite them in. Call me. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. 
we specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, the service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It's, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that floor of Houston Setfloors.com. Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. The doctor is in. The doctor is in. And not only is the doctor in, thank you, Brenda. Hey, Cutler, good to see you, buddy. We got Raymond Herrera in. Raymond Herrera, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm just fine, uh, Doc. And how's everybody out there, and yourself included, Doc? How are you doing? 
I'm doing good. We're up here in Wisconsin working for Donald Trump this week, Raymond Herrera. Oh, I was just at his rally yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, we love Donald Trump up here, but you're going to be speaking to the Freedom Texas people up there in Decatur, Texas, Brenda's Brenda Vaughn's group. Absolutely, and I can't hardly wait to be there. I'm really excited and honored to uh, be invited to be a speaker to uh, Brenda's group. You know, I'm very excited about it. Well, Brenda's a wonderful lady. I've spoken to that group myself, and you're going to really enjoy it. They are good people up there, and they're going to want to hear the message. Now, I first came across Ray Herrera uh, when he he was one of the organizers of the Murrieta, California blockade. That was where uh, the uh, the feds, uh, Barack Obama, uh, was telling Murrieta, California, we're going to settle these guys down there whether you like it or not. We're going to bring in all of this disease and crime and and uh, Islamic uh, garbage. We're going to bring that right in. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, Raymond Herrera took exception to that view and said, well, maybe there is. And uh, Raymond, you showed up, and uh, you ran them off, quite frankly. Yeah, we, we I said the blockade you went with American Patriots, and we uh, absolutely turned uh, Obama, the Border Patrol, Homeland Security, and um, – um, even uh, the Murrieta police around. I mean, we blockaded the street and for about 20, 30 minutes before the buses decided that they would back up and, and leave Murrieta. And that was the message <laughs> to America that we have to stand up, you know, and, and take it to them. And when they try to force it down your throat, you know, there comes a, a time and a place that you literally have to stand in front of the federal government and tell them no. And Murrieta was such a place. And it spread to Arizona and other other states too, even as far as uh, I think I believe it's Boston, Massachusetts. And this is what I'm looking to do again. Um, but you know, uh, the time and the place will be selected later. But we have to literally, physically stand up to the federal government whenever they try to impose their tyranny and their treason upon the American people. We can no longer just sit back and, and talk about it. Or, you know, send them the message, as you've known. I've been doing this for 12 years, and the message has been sent. They know what the message is. And, you know, uh, Lord and behold, we're at the cross crossroads this day where we have to literally take a stand. You know, when they refuse to hear the voice, the will, and the mandate of the people, and adhere to the mandate of the people, then it's time for the American people to let's say, land on Normandy Beach and, and do what we have to do, you know, um, whatever that may be. And I'm ready and willing to do it today because I, I've been in this battle, Doc, for 12 years. So it's become redundant, you know. And well, we, well, first of all, let's, know, let's, uh, stop. let's talk about who who is Raymond Herrera. Tell, tell us about Raymond Herrera. Well, Raymond Herrera started in the movement 12 years ago when there was hardly anybody in it. Um, basically, I was part of the original Minuteman project with Jim Gilchrist, wow. and you should uh, yes. have him on your radio show. Well, and I've been we trying, but he so far won't. So if you talk to Jim Gilchrist, tell him, look, come on to Doc Green show, man. You'll like it. Oh, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him that. And so we stood up against, you know, uh, you know, the invasion of America back in, I believe it was 2005 or 2004. 
on the mm-hmm. border in Arizona. And then we just, from there, carried the message across the United States. And our intent was to arouse the American people, you know, and make the people stand up and aware as to, you know, what was happening in America, you know, and when I was speaking at that time, uh, I actually became the national rally spokesperson for the Minuteman project. And we took the caravan across the United States. We were greeted by thousands of people across the United States in every city that we went to. And we ended up on the Capitol grounds uh, on C-SPAN to the nation and to the world. And but from that day forward, I mean, there's been a lot of activism where I've had to stand down, you know, 200, 350 um, illegal aliens and their supporters at one time with <laughs> minimal uh, amount of support. You know, maybe 10 Americans up against, you know, like 100 illegal aliens in the streets protesting. And they get pretty vile. You know, I've been run over. Uh, I have been on crutches. I've been pounded on. It's always been about America and to those American patriots with the Minutemen Project and such organizations as SOS, Save Our State out of California. Mm-hmm. We um, led the movement, you know, uh, in, as far as illegal aliens on American soil for the longest time. And, you know, it's always been said that, you know, it, it all starts in California and just spreads elsewhere. I mean, you know, it's like when, when you look across the landscape today, um, all of America is aroused. All of America is just teeming with anger, discord, and, and, and dissidence. But when I started, there was only like probably 10, 15 of us here in California. And mm-hmm. so the message has been sent. You know, the pot has been stirred. Now what, people? Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, Raymond Herrera, I mean, you're an American, you're a veteran, and you're willing to put your life on the line for what you believe. Uh, For a lot of folks, uh, you know, even getting out and voting is just too much of a chore. But uh, you're actually willing to go out there and face real danger to stand up for this great country that you love. That impresses me, Raymond Herrera. Well, yes, and thank you for that. Um, and, you know, like when I went to Murrieta, I, I left my house. I, I told my son that I may be back in six months expecting to go to jail or prison, or I may not be back at all because I was ready to be beaten down. Those buses were not going to come through, and we were going to send the message to America and to the body politic at all levels of government, but most of all, to Washington, D.C., and we did that. And this is what we have to do today, people. We have to take steps that will awaken the American people even further. You know, I'm I'm not talking about, you know, like sending your congressman a letter. I'm talking about standing in front of his door in Washington, D.C., and forbidding him from entering, you know, that office. (laughs) I love you. We have to blockade the government, then that's what we must do. Well, if they're not going to do anything that we want them to do, then uh, we need to keep them out of the office and keep them from doing any damage at the very least. Absolutely. I mean, the essence for which government is created for, and we should never forget, is solely for the purpose of the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not to dictate to the the governed, the self-governed, not to dictate to we, the people. We tell them what we want. That's why I'm always saying the voice the will and the mandate of the people. You know, Madison, you know, stated that whenever the body of the people is far removed from, you know, 
the legislative process, the executive right. branch, or you know, or the judicial process, that it is incumbent upon those elected representatives to adhere and listen to the voice and the will and the mandate of we the people. That is what they're supposed to legislate, not the concerns of corporate America or other countries that seek to make America a nation of immigrants. America is being invaded not just by Mexicans. We have Syrians. We have Somalians. We have Cubans. And they're pouring in. And Obama and this, his administration has conceived um, different you know, uh, venues to bring them in. Like right now, we're facing, uh, we're not facing, the United Nations is dictating immigration policy, you know, in America, and they're trying to force 200,000 Syrian refugees into America. And Obama and the administration, they're all for it. And they're Syrian refugees, Muslims, being beckoned to our country um, to, you know, further invade and further alter our American culture, which is Anglo-Protestant. And, you know, we're Judeo-Christian. Go ahead. Yeah, and, well, you're absolutely right. And, uh, oh, Brenda said you just need to move to Texas before we secede because we'd love to have you here, and I I agree with her. And, Brenda, be sure to put up the date and time so that people can come out and actually uh, get to meet Raymond Herrera themselves. Rodney Pugh said uh, he went to Washington and Bernie Sanders threw him out. So, uh, oh, and what's your website? That's another another question that's sitting here. What is your website? Oh, well, my, I don't have a website, per se. I, I go on my Facebook, and I'm using that as my website. But okay. in the near future, I'm going to be developing a website that can't be um, edited by Facebook and things of that nature. But um, you can go to uh, Raymond Herrera, comma, immigration, or Raymond Herrera, California, on Facebook. And you can pretty much see all my activism. In fact, I just posted a video of Donald Trump speaking to, you know, the criminal acts of Hillary Clinton at the rally yesterday. And, you know, that's going around pretty good. And so, I mean, but um, soon there will Hillary be a website. For prison. But for now, it's just my uh, Facebook. All right. Well, find Raymond Herrera on Facebook and friend him. And, uh you know, we we gotta we gotta stick together. Those of us that are patriots out there, and we're gonna try to get uh, Donald Trump tomorrow. I don't know what's gonna happen, but he's here for a rally. We plan on being at that rally, so uh, maybe we can get something going here. Cutler, yeah, said, I, it looks I, like you're. I highly country. recommend that people go out and see Donald Trump because the media portrayal of Donald Trump is is really quite the opposite of who he is when you actually sit down and stand before him and let him speak to you. You know, he's uh, humanized Donald Trump for me yesterday. But, you know, like I said in the past, you know, I'm voting American. And like this today, you know, let's let's face it, Donald Trump is American. And, you know, that's who we're going to roll with. And um, so, but um, Donald Trump. Well, indeed, there are no good options. Uh, Raymond, I was I was uh, pleasantly amused when I went uh, into this gated community, and they had a black man there that was the gate guard, and uh, he, uh, you know, and I said, Trump, vote for Trump, and I expected him to say, oh no, you know, you got to vote for Hillary. And he said, oh yeah, he said, there's no other choice. He said, we've got to have borders, and Donald Trump's the only one that's yeah. going to give us those borders. And not only borders, but we have to have accountability and enforcement of those borders and enforcement of 
our American laws on such countries as Mexico and, and anybody that's sending illegal aliens. But before we even have that, we have to clean house in Washington, D.C. Understand that each and every one of your senators and congressmen has been blowing in the wind for as long as they've been in office. How do you mm-hmm. think that our American factories got to China or Mexico? Your legislators, they made and created the laws that allowed offshore investment. The same people that are telling you they're going to fix the problems that they created, in essence, you know, the tyranny that's been perpetrated against the American people, it's not just the borders, it's in every sector of our American society. And the reason it is such is because the elected body politic of we the people does not and will not represent the voice, the will, and the mandate of the people. Because if they did, Doc, we wouldn't be on this radio show. No, we wouldn't. In fact, I'd be retired. I'd be kicking back in my chair, reading a good book and listening to good music on a fine hi-fi. But I'm out here fighting the battle today because we're losing everything, Raymond Herrera, and you and I are are, uh, of the same heart and mind. Uh, That's why we fight. And by the way, if you want to hear Raymond Herrera and meet him in person, it's going to be at the uh, uh, Wise County Freedom Texas meeting November the 17th. At 7 p.m., November the 17th at 7 p.m., and that's at 601 South Washburn in Decatur, Texas. And if you missed that, uh, then uh, message me, and I'll get that to you. And, uh, Connor, you can make it up for that meeting. That's not that far from you, so uh, you ought to drive up there and uh, meet Raymond Herrera. Cutler mentioned it looks like I'm in somebody's pantry. I am actually in the broom closet here at the uh, Wisconsin, Oshkosh, Wisconsin Republican headquarters because uh, they're somewhat limited on space, and uh, so this is the only way that I could uh, actually broadcast from here. But uh, Raymond Herrera, uh, first of all, people can find you on on, uh, your Facebook page, but uh, if you've got a group and you would like to have a dynamic speaker, Raymond Herrera is willing to come out and speak to your group, guys, and uh, he's very affordable. So uh, I would recommend that. So what's the... um, I mean, what what's the next step, Raymond? I mean, I, I trust you've already voted or you're planning on voting, and I assume you're going to vote for Donald Trump. Absolutely. And I'm going to vote against, you know, all the liberal uh, agendas that, you know, are in California. I'm going to vote American. I'm going to vote Donald Trump. We're all American created. I mean, whether I have dislikes of some of the things that Donald Trump has done or not in the past is not relevant because the same could be said about all of us. What the issue here is our American culture, democracy in America, and we the people, and more so the posterity of our American children. And Donald Trump is the man that represents, you know, that, uh, you know, that freedom that we seek and, you know, the accountability that we will have. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump's going to be perfect when he gets in office because nobody is. But nobody we, is. He will listen. He will listen to we the people, and you know. So um, I'm, I'm telling that I believe I, I believe Trump. Donald Trump is by and large a man of the people, and he does care yes. about what the American population thinks. And he's not there to promote the plutocracy. He is there to restore. Hello?
show is on the air. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-A-C-N-Heat.com. BDACandHeat.com. The doctor is in. Well, the doctor is in, and uh, we're back on American Voice Radio. Uh, because we have limited bandwidth here, I guess uh, we're, we're uh, not able to just maintain everything and keep it all up. I don't know how I'm doing on YouTube. I haven't checked that in a while. But uh, we're trying to uh, continue to broadcast. Did we lose Raymond Herrera also? Well, I, I'm back now, Doc. Oh, there he is. Okay. Well, lost it there for a while. So, Raymond, where we left off was, you know, I'm voting for my grandchildren. i got ten of them. They've not reached the age of majority. They cannot vote. I've got to preserve something for them. Uh, why are you doing this, Raymond? Uh, you just said it. Posterity, the American posterity of our American children, America's torch will be secured in the hands of our children. No one else. And like those that went before us and those that will come after us, we must be willing to put everything on the line, on the battlefield, that we must step onto the battlefield. There's no hesitation. You know, we have to do what's right. And I, I will tell people that if you have any questions in your mind, just always remember that as long as that our consensus across America is moral and it's righteous, then we have every right to stand up to the tyranny and the treason that's perpetrated against the people. And if we don't, you know, it's like Doc just said, the children, our children will suffer. There will not be an America for them to inherit. And I refuse to be the generation of Americans that surrendered America. Well, I'm with you on that, Raymond Herrera. Uh, and I appreciate you being on the show today. I've got uh, Cutler Brogdon just checked in here. He said, uh, I finally bowed down and kissed the glove. I got Obamacare. I have not done it. I will not do it, Cutler. I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. But then I did bow down and kiss the glove and get a concealed handgun license. So, I mean, what the what the hell, you know? I guess we all have our feelings uh, one way or another. Um, Peggy, good to see you. Peggy Barnett. A very attractive young woman from Texas, and of course Rodney Pugh's in there, and he, and he's a, he's a fighter. Rodney said, "I I was a POW, I think, uh, and I listened one day to the guy next to me being tortured, and the uh, they asked him why why are you holding out? 
uh, to a country that doesn't even treat you like a citizen anymore. And uh, so I can get the rest of that comment. And I looked at him and I said, well, it's still my country. Uh, your, your thoughts, Raymond Herrera? Did I lose Raymond again? Apparently I did. Dadgummit, that What's started that? to tick me off. Uh, I lost you there for a minute. Um, yeah, you did. What, what, was it you, what did you say? Well, uh, Rodney Pugh said that uh, I was a POW, and, uh, and I listened one day to the guy next to me being tortured, and uh, they asked him, why are you holding out for a country that doesn't even uh, treat you like a citizen? And uh, he, he said, I looked at him and said, it's still my country. And, uh, and that's it. It will you know, always you, be our country. You've got to make a stand. And if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Uh, it's good to see Peggy Barnett in there, by the way. Cutler said, I had to bow down and kiss the glove for Obamacare because I need back surgery. I don't know, back surgery? <sighs> Cutler, I'm not a real doctor. I just play one on the radio. But I can tell you that uh, most cases, a really good chiropractor can avoid back surgery. And I strongly recommend it myself. Uh, Jay Douglas said, I got MS, pre-existing condition, and to get that covered is going to cost me $1,436 a month via the Unaffordable Care Act. Are you there, Raymond? Man, I keep losing Raymond. I don't know what's going on here. Do not know what's going on. So anyway, we're operating on a very limited bandwidth here, guys. That's not it. That's my old theme music. So's that. Thought I had a song queued up here. Don't know what happened to it. I'll find it eventually. But uh, we're we're on the Doc Green Show. We're broadcasting live. From uh, Wisconsin. Here we are. Going to be right back on the Doc Green Show.
guys like that song as much as I do. Yes, I'm stuck in a closet in Wisconsin. This is true. And, uh, yeah, Brenda said, Kay Cutler, do you think we need to ask Doc to come out of the closet, or is that just too much? (laughs) (laughs) I am coming out of the closet. I am definitely coming out of the closet. So, Ray, have you back? Great. I'm glad to be back again, Doc. So, uh, I don't know, uh, anybody that's listening on the American Voice radio stream, I have no idea what you're hearing out there today. Uh, we've been dropping a little bit here, and I'm so- I apologize for that. But uh, hopefully uh, it's, it's going all right. Uh, Frank Frank's trying to keep the stream full, so if he loses connection, he goes to commercial and tries to bring it back. Meanwhile, I am known for playing good music on my show, and I had to play a song because I hadn't gotten around to doing that today. So, anyway... Uh, the uh, Oh, Peggy Barnett's also asking about the fraud in the Texas voting machines. I want to vote for Trump and scroll back, and he was highlighted, and I unhighlighted him because it said it would take my vote. Let me see here. See the rest of it. Unhighlighted him because it said it would take my vote off and I would be voting for Hillary. So I scrolled back and put Donald Trump back in, and then it went back for one for the Republican Party. The only reason I did not vote was for Sylvia Garcia. I know her very well, and I know how she got elected. And uh, when I scrolled down, you can come on in. Have a seat. When I scrolled down... Before casting my vote, there were two people that I didn't vote for. One was Donald Trump, and I voted again for Trump and cast my ballot. And this is on West Gray and uh, in Houston, Texas, at the West Gray uh, Mutual Center. So I don't know, uh, Alan Bear, if you're listening, maybe you ought to go over there and check that out and see what's going on with the voting machines over there on West Gray. And uh, have a seat. Sit down. I'll put you on. I have a local from... Uh, have a local put the, those headphones on right there. Well, that way you can hear the show at the very least. If you don't want to talk, that's okay. I don't want to see. So, and nobody can see you because the camera's facing all this way. So, so anyway, um, appreciate it. We got one of the local Republicans here. And uh, she's uh, joining us on the show. But we do have to watch out for voter fraud. Uh, we've had a number of reports of voter fraud. And you got to be very careful about that. I had one lady that reported uh, that she voted for a uh, straight Republican ticket. She went back and nothing was checked in the presidential race. Uh, it was left unchecked. So I don't know uh, what's going on. But uh, uh, Raymond Herrera is also on the line with us. Now, Raymond, you're out in uh, in California. Is that correct? Lose Raymond yes, I am in California, and we're not voting yet here. I'm going to vote on November 8th. And, you know, Doc, one of the things I must say, I guess all of America is saying, is, you know, how can we trust the ballot box? And it's, it's strike against technology because, you know, like in the olden days, it was all done by hand. It was all certified by people. Now we have computers doing that. They call them glitches, but I think they're really, you know, um, the underhanded work of Hillary and liberal Democrats to void, you know, America's vote for Donald Trump. And, you know, when you start to consider that the cornerstone of our society, and the first thing that was ever created or constituted was the legislative body of we the people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the only way that we can have a legislative body is through 
that represents the people is through the ballot box. And now it's been compromised along with our borders, along with, you know, our, our way of life, you know, and, and the people doing it and allowing it to happen is up in Washington, D.C. Think about this. Why do the senators and the congressmen, why do they not go to the White House and tell Obama that they're not going to support his tyranny or his treason? I mean, you know, we hear the people in the street protesting or raising awareness, but we never hear those that we elect putting their foot down, showing their American spine, and, and upholding their oath by not allowing, you know, this to go forward. I mean, laws that they create in, in Congress are never enforced. You know, as soon as they, you know, they go through the process, they forget about, you know, whatever happened to the law. A good example is the 1986 Immigration Act of Ronald Reagan. It's a great law, but it was never enforced. And look at where we're at in 2016. We have 40 million illegal aliens, and when we shouldn't have any. But the, the crux <laughs> of the whole problem was that the Congress and, you know, the Senate and the House, they legislated the laws, but that was it. It went on to the next order of business and forgot about, you know, their duty to make sure that the laws are enforced and adhered to. And, you know, this is what we're looking at in America today. What good does it do to have a senator or a congressman legislate the law every once in a while, but they don't, you know, follow through and make sure that they're enforced? You know, it's it's a big zip in, you know, the column for democracy. We have no voice because we have no elected representatives. We have no Congress. Well, I can't argue that with you at all. Of course, the other thing, uh, Raymond Herrera, that I would have to bring out is the fact that right now we have too many laws. The average citizen commits three felonies every day. He didn't intend to. He didn't set out to be a lawbreaker. But there are so many laws on the books that they commit three felonies a day. And I think one of the things we ought to be asking all of our uh, elected officials, especially the ones that are prospectively going to be elected officials, I think we should be absolutely asking them, how many laws do you intend to repeal uh, during your term, sir? Your thoughts, Ray? Yes, and you know, everything that's not, um, let's say, done properly, or let's say it's immoral, or it you know, works against the American people, should be rescinded. I think that every um, immigration bill that was passed since 1986, for example, should be rescinded, and that we should go into a total state of deportation and, you know, workplace enforcement, things of that nature. I think when the government, you know, forces Obamacare in their throat, you know, then it's like, you know, Hitler was. I mean, and when, you know, they create laws and regulations that send our factories to China and to Mexico, you know, who are they representing? Well, that, yeah, that's a very good point. Who are, who are they representing then? I think I lost Raymond again. I don't know. We we keep dropping in and out here on some of this stuff. But the show carries on. Cutler said, uh, I'll send a picture of our uh, yard sign with Trump in it. And uh, Peggy says, yes, I'm going on and off, but I'm on now. Yeah, Jay Douglas says uh, electronic voting has a core issue. A vast majority of the creators of that tech are globalists and progressives and liberals. And I believe it was uh, Joseph Stalin that said it's not he who votes that determines the election. It's he who counts the votes. So uh, these are righteous fears that we have for, uh, Raymond, if you can hear me. What I'm hoping for is that we will have such an outpouring for Donald Trump in this election 
uh, that it'll be an absolute Republican sweep and we can overcome a lot of the voter fraud. But, of course, once we get these Republicans elected, then it's up to us, we the people, to make sure that they do what they actually got voted in to do. And that's one of the big problems we have is so many of these elected officials, you vote for them, they talk conservative, and then they're, then they're like Brian Babin down there in, in uh, the Houston, Texas area. First thing out of the box, after he tells us about how conservative he is, he goes up there and votes for John the Boner. So, uh, yeah, which is why I don't have him on my show anymore, because uh, that he betrayed us uh, by doing that. I mean, he had a chance. He could have voted for Louis Gohmert, a real Texan, a real solid conservative, and he didn't do that. But... We are, uh, we're losing in a lot of ways here in America. We're losing our American way of life. Uh, the schools are teaching our children that there is no God. The schools are teaching a globalist communist agenda. And we appear to have no defense against it. Uh, Peggy uh, said that uh, the Austin State Capitol rep uh, for Texas, uh, he would not even talk, as a matter of fact, turned away and proceeded back up the stairs. Yeah, so here's a guy that's supposed to be a rep. He runs into a voter, and he won't even talk to the voter. And uh, Michael McCall, uh, everybody sees Michael McCall all the time on Fox News. He's jetting around the world on a taxpayer's dollar. Uh, but yet, uh, when when it's time for him to talk to me, one of his constituents, uh, he doesn't have time for the Doc Green show. I mean, you know, he doesn't want to talk to Texans. He's having too good a time doing what he's doing, pretending to be important. Um allegedly uh, with homeland insecurity, but let's face it, they're failing. Otherwise, we would have no terrorist attacks, and we're having lots of terrorist attacks. They're too busy going after guys like my son, a former Marine, for his Facebook post. Uh, they're not going after the real terrorists, and, and uh, this is an absolute issue uh, that we're dealing with, is trying to get our state reps to absolutely represent us. And I'm not quite sure how it's going to happen. I do know this. The farther away from the people the government is removed, the less likely uh, the people are going to be represented. Uh, Jay Douglas says, so use the, uh, use the uh, vote checks and balances, but they're crippled, and, and the vote gets corrupted. There's going to be a real, uh, a real big change here. This is why Donald Trump is so important. I believe that if we get Donald Trump elected, uh, he will sort of upset the apple cart, and the, uh, the people involved in the globalist agenda are going to be thwarted, at least to a certain degree. But uh, I agree with Brenda. Do you guys have paper ballots up here, or do you, do you have uh, electronic voting? Uh, we no longer have uh Electronic voting has gone back to back to totally paper ballots, paper, but it goes through the machine. Now, my question is, can that machine take that vote and change it? Oh, well, I hate to tell you the truth about that. So, no, the fact of the matter is any any clever guy in the programming business can write a program to give us any desired outcome. And I am a computer programmer. And I'm not even a really, really strong computer programmer. I, I can use my tools and get stuff done. But, yes, we don't know what's happening to that vote after it's counted. The only good news, though, is with paper ballots, at least we have a paper trail we can go back and see. And, uh, and, and what's your name, young lady? Mary Lynn. Mary Lynn. And uh, you live here in Oshkosh, Mary Lynn? I do. And uh, you're working here for the Republican Party? Love it. 
All right, great, Mary Lynn. What are your thoughts? How's it looking here in Oshkosh? What do you think about Oshkosh? Uh, uh, how's the Oshkosh vote looking to you? Always um, precarious. We we have a college. We have big business. We have a prison, and all of them are unions. And we definitely tend to vote Democratic. Democrat. Well, do you think uh, with the uh, uh, the union vote here, I know they t- typically would vote Democrat, but is it possible the union might sw- do a switcheroo this time, a vote for Donald Trump? I have talked to union people and blacks, and I've talked to people that are voting for Trump. I'm encouraged, but... I'm. I, I will be glad the day after the election. <laughs> you and a lot of other people. Of course, I'll be glad the day after the election if Trump wins. I'll be sad the day after the election if uh, Crooked Hillary should, should somehow manage to get in there. Because, in my opinion, Mary Lynn, uh, that will be the end of Western society as we know it. If she okay. gets if she gets into that office, because look at all and how corrupt she is. Think about what it would be like if she had the entire uh, world at her command. Which she plans on doing, I would imagine. Well, she does. I mean, otherwise, why would she want to be president? She's already fabulously wealthy. She's got hundreds of millions of dollars. She's got four beautiful estates that she owns, lock, stock, and barrel, across the United States. What does she need? She needs nothing, but it's not enough for her. She's got to have ultimate power, Mary Lynn. Scary. It's very scary. We don't want to see her in there. And of course, Peggy uh, said, even if you got paper ballots, uh, they can always shred them. Um, Jay Douglas said, do those unionized voters are actually working for them? What do you think about that? Oh, I think they pretty much know they're not working for them. They they are realizing that uh, now and again. And I don't see there, I have seen some union signs along with the political signs, but very few, very few. Political without the union um, feels better to me. Yeah, well, I I agree with you. I mean, I was a member of the AFL-CIO for about 15 years. And uh, if you want to know why a government helicopter costs so much, look no farther than the union. Uh, they they are the gods of inefficiency, and they use most of that union money to uh, to lobby against you and to elect more Democrats. But maybe we're going to see a change this time. But uh, yeah, Peggy, you're right. If she wins, we all lose. Uh, what little bit of freedom we have will be gone. I mentioned to you, I think it was to you uh, earlier off mic about Common Core. Mm-hmm. And I'm very concerned about some of the things that I've heard and how political, um, how sneaky they have in, entered political things into mass and things that have nothing to do with, you know, how fast the train goes. Um, yeah, well, they, they, yes, they've inserted their point of view even into the math questions. You know, they'll have math questions like if a uh, if a horrible guy like Donald Trump gets uh, 12 votes and 
and a good liberal uh, has has uh, 50 votes, you know, how much uh, voter fraud will be involved? I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it's just little stuff like that, but it's small little things, but it's across everything. They've got them in the English language uh, portions. They've got them in the history portions, the way they selected out certain things in history. Um, Common Core is bad, and a lot of people are surprised, but I am actually for the abolition of the public school system. I believe that if we got rid of the public school system and gave parents the choice, first of all, they get to keep all their money and give you the choice to homeschool or to find a private school that you like, that you can afford, I think we'd be much better off. And another reason why I like that solution, uh, Mary Lynn, is because there are some good teachers out there. I see Cutler in there. His wife, Tammy, is one of them. Um, We would start seeing good teachers making $100,000 a year because they're good teachers and they're teaching in good schools and they're bringing students in. I think I got an extra plug in down there, Ray. Ray Myers, the captain, just walked in. And of course, as soon as I get off the show today, Ray Myers is going to be on uh, CBS uh, TV out of uh, Dallas. So uh, I know we're going to have Jack Fink calling in here to talk to Ray Myers. Going to put him up on Skype, y'all. So. Um, Anyway, but what are your thoughts on that, Marilyn? I mean, is that just like too radical to even contemplate? I I know many families who are doing homeschool specifically because of Common Core, because you you never know how they're going to interject uh, political and religious uh, negative comments that will. Um, affect our children and how they think as adults. So you'd agree with me then that's a good idea. I know my daughter, for instance, who's a nurse, gave up her nursing career. Uh, She's homeschooling her five daughters. And it's a lot of work for her, and obviously uh, she's missing out on a lot of money because a nurse makes good money down in Houston. But uh, she's realized you can pay now or pay later, and she's decided that uh, she's going to pay now and teach her daughters well so that uh, she doesn't have to pay later. We have University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, English teacher, par excellence, gets good reviews from his kids, um, and he has been preaching against Common Core. I wonder if we could get him on your program before you leave the city. Oh, I would certainly love to do that because uh, I try to get the word out. I want people to understand how insidious Common Core is and why you do not want it in your school system. Of course, uh, public school system, that's all you're going to get. So, uh, and, and of course, Keller said uh, his wife, Tammy, gave him a uh, question on math from Common Core, and he said, I couldn't figure it out. He said, and I'm good at math. But, yeah, the way that they do it, uh, I believe Common Core was designed so that the average person would graduate high school with approximately a sixth-grade education. And it doesn't transfer in, from what I understand that I've heard, it doesn't transfer into advanced uh, math like calculus and geometry and algebra. Their their way of doing it, it gets so complicated as little as they start out that the parents can't figure it out. And I've heard parents firsthand, yes, this weekend, tell me that they can't help their child with their homework. You know, it's very sad, and I've, I've seen it. And uh, 
what they've done is they've gotten rid of, for instance, when, when you or I were growing up, uh, we had flashcards. And so we memorized math, all the basic stuff. We had it already in our head. And that way, when we're trying to do a complex math problem, because the basics are already there, we can solve it very quickly. But what they've done now is eliminated all of that rote memorization so that any time there's a math problem to be figured out, if they don't have a calculator handy, they're not going to be able to do it. And even if they do have a calculator, they may not have the methodology to even use that. And if they don't do it exactly the way that it, they were told to do it, they get even if they get the right even answer. Even if they get the right answer, they get an F. They yeah, don't. Or they fail that they question. They fail that grade. Yes. And so Common Core was never designed to promote education. It was designed to indoctrinate. <laughs> Collar just said, Thanks, I was Cutler. I was a fog hat when I was in high school. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were, Cutler. So uh anyway, thank you. Well, you're welcome, Mary Lynn. I appreciate you being on the show. We got just a few minutes left. Uh, Jay Douglas said, uh, I've got an old Confederate arithmetic book that mirrors the very same thing that Mary Lynn is talking about with the Common Core Math Mind manipulation. And uh no, we gotta get rid of it. We gotta get our kids out of the public school system. It's absolutely essential that we do that. I want to thank all you guys for being part of the uh, Doc Green Show today, guys. I, I so much appreciate it. And so we're going to get on out of here. We're going to get on out of here today with a little bit of uh, Captain Beyond. I'm going to send this out to Cutler. He probably didn't have this album. God bless you. God bless Texas. But most of all, Texans. Bless God, live from Wisconsin, the amazing Doc Green Show.
You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hello, Melody. Well, we had a little bit of treats and gold, not trick-or-treats, but treats. 
in gold and silver today. Not a lot, but we got a little. Better than that chocolate for you. 360, 360 for gold at 12, 79.30. If silver up 14 cents today at $17.97. Platinum was up one at 983. Platinum was down three at 621. The USDX today was trading just a little stronger, 0.02, 98.36. Crude oil was down big, 1.91, 46.79. I guess all those OPEC countries are in a in a tiffy over there. Can't decide: do we cut production or shouldn't we cut production? Really, kind of funny, but I guess it's not if you're in the oil business and and you know so forth. But anyway, uh, that's where that's coming from. A lot of uncertainty there, and again, little pressure on the Dow today, down 0.1. Down 18, 18,142. The NASDAQ unchanged, 5189. S&P basically unchanged, 2126. 10-year yield, 1.83. Holding there, just down 0.01. Euro climbed a little bit, 110, but it was still down 0.06. Overnight markets, just a little bit on the flat so um, not a lot of action in the, more, in the markets. I think everybody's holding their breath to see what's going to happen. Um, Something going to happen? With Comey and the investigation and Hillary, they're going to replace her. She's going to be a let, you know. So I think markets are also <laughs> just kind of holding the breath, you know, as far as um, that goes. And uh, certainly Trump's numbers seem to be moving upward. If you believe any of the polls at any time, they might have already been higher than Hillary's to begin with. Um, so, but which is a good, which is a good thing. But um, so, a lot of you know, you know, a lot of discussion on that. But anyway, consumers' purchases climbed in September by the most in three months as incomes grew. Uh, maybe this is a little bit of momentum in the biggest part of the U.S. economy. Consumers are spending, considering that they make up 70%. Um, the 0.5% advance in spending, followed by a 0.1% decline the prior month, uh, which also the Commerce Department revised today. Um, now, it's funny because they, they talk about, you know, oh, this is just great. You know, we have uh, incomes are growing and so forth and whatnot. You know, what they give you in one sentence, they take away in another after they talk about, well, you know, after, the, you know, the, the, the disposable income is um, adjusted for inflation, there's no money left over, very little money left over. So, um, you know, in one breath they tell you, hey, incomes are rising. Another breath, yeah, but that disposable income just isn't there yet. So where they're getting all this money to do their spending, but we know that. It's thank you, MasterCard. Thank you, Visa. Thank you, Discovery. Thank you, American Express. But um, so they're all optimistic. Uh, Russell Price, Ameriprise Financial in Detroit, says as long as we continue to see employment growth and wage growth, yeah, wages, incomes are growing, but the disposal in income isn't. He thinks that'll put more money in people's pockets faster and give them the ability to spend faster. That's all. It's all. It's all that counts. 
in this country. So everybody, buy, 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 buy. Spend, 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 spend. Rising inflation, however, has taken a bigger toll. Disposable incomes were up 2.1% in September from a year earlier. That's the weakest advance since January 2014. The advances in purchases included a 1.8% jump in durable goods. Household purchases grew 2.1% or about half of the pace as it was in previous three-month period. To me, that also slow down, slow down, slow down. But disposable incomes, Al. Americans will spend a record-breaking $8.4 billion on Halloween this year. Well, at least we've got our priorities straight, Melody. An estimated 171 million Americans, 69% of the country, plan to celebrate the holiday, dropping an average of about 83 bucks on costumes, candy, assorted decorations, and party supplies. I can't imagine anyone spending $83 where are they buying this stuff? Costumes, all of that for eighty-three bucks. You buy a bag of candy, and it costs you eighty-three dollars. Well, there's there's Halloween for kids, and there's Halloween for young adults, and there's Halloween for senior citizens. And the kids and the senior citizens don't need that much money, but the young adults, Halloween is cause for uh, I don't know interesting celebrations. Sometimes it costs money. Costumes account for 3.1 billion of the total. Half of the U.S. adults plan to wear costumes, and I'm sorry to say, 17% will dress their pets up. <laughs> no, I do not dress up Ruby. <laughs> it's just like, oh well. The top themes for adult costumes are superheroes of every persuasion, vampires, witches, pirates, political characters, and animals. There's probably a lot of Donald Trumps this year with his hair and everything. <laughs> and speaking of animals, the most popular pet costume of all is a pumpkin. Pumpkin? Followed That's not pumpkin. an animal. The costume. Yeah. Speaking oh, of costume. The costume. Speaking of animals. No, speaking of animals, the, the most popular pet costume is a pump. Pay attention now. Followed by a hot dog, bumblebee, lion, devil, and Batman. Um, the number of pl families planning to head out to do outdoor to door for this tradition, that's up a little bit from last year. Still not as high as it was a couple of years back. About 29% of parents will head out around the neighborhood, and that is the second lowest number on record. Uh, you have community events. Uh, uh, that are popping up across the country only because it's, you know, it's not safe for these kids anymore to go out there like it once was. About a third of Americans will either attend or throw a party. 46% will carve a pumpkin. 21% will visit a haunted house. How many live in the haunted house? <laughs> this is a haunted house. Is this, is this a description of people living in a depression, an economic depression? They're not having haunted houses? Perhaps. The Consumer Group report also found that 7 out of 10 Americans will hand out candy this year, and they'll spend $2.5 billion on it. The 10 ranked healthiest of the season of candy was Reese's Pumpkins takes first place. That's the healthiest. The healthiest of the junk food that you can buy. Reese's Pumpkins takes first place. Um, then they list a bunch. The worst are Sweet Tart Chews followed by Three Musketeers. So they either have no protein, too much fat, or too much sugar. So these are the least healthy of the – I mean, there's a list, but those are the top. Worst. It's hard to imagine anything could have too much fat and too much sugar, Melody. 
I mean, Ben and Jerry's, they, they won't stand for that kind of uh, slanderous, slanderous talk. Uh, more fat, more sugar. So, so there you have a little bit of reports. So Americans are out there spending, consumer spending's up, and everything is great. Peachy keen. And uh, um. here's an article from Cheat Sheet, and it discusses it, it parallels what you're talking about here to some degree. It says how much the average American has in their bank accounts. How much does the American average American have in his bank account? A study by bank consulting firm. Mobs Services in 2014 concludes the average number is about $4,436. This is an amount that accounts for averages in people's checkings accounts specifically and was notable a couple of years ago because it represented a significant jump from 2012's numbers. What's even more amazing is how much higher the figure is, was, or the figure is than it was in 2007 when the average American had only $788 in their checking account. So since 2007, we've gone from an average of roughly $800 in our checking accounts to $4,500 in our checking accounts. And I think the point is well, people are managing their finances differently, and more people are actually saving. And I don't mean that this is a large number in a sense. This is an average number, 4,500 basically, as compared to 800 in 2007. Still, it's a big increase. It indicates a shift in spending mentality where people are sitting back and they're saying, I don't want to spend any more money. Um, let the rest of the world spend $83 on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna, I will not participate. I'm saving my money just in case we have another Great recession, or maybe something worse, but it's evidence that at least a percentage of the people are considerably more responsible about savings than they were prior to the beginning of the Great Recession. Another report from the Federal Reserve in 2013 says that 4,000 people were surveyed, 31% reported having no retirement savings or pension included 19% of those aged 55 to 64 and 25% don't know how they will pay their expenses in retirement. Uh, for a lot of people, this means one thing. They've, they're one or two missed paychecks away from being in a lot of trouble. And that's the larger point. But a lot of people that are unemployed, a lot of people don't have any money in the bank account. Those that do have money in the bank account, meaning presumably they have they have disposable income that they could spend, they are more likely to be saving right now than they were in 2007. I'm not convinced that $4,500 in the checking account is necessarily cause for celebration, but it's better than 800 back in uh, 2007. So, I don't know, we have reports of inflation. Some people see prices going up. Some people see money being spent on Halloween, and then we have other reports that indicate people are saving more so than they did prior to the onset of the Great Recession. Do you think that the amount of money that's being saved right now will be sufficient to cushion us and perhaps protect us in the event that we go into another Great Recession? Melody? I'm sorry, I got it. No, I don't think it. Well, I already explained myself, Al. You were paying attention. 
I mean, no, I don't think it's enough. I mean, you can read, you know, other reports saying that the savings is not there. The people aren't saving. And I don't think people are saving can say when you have health insurance costs and other things, their their needs, not their wants, but their needs that are increasing to a point where people can't afford them and they're just not going to stop paying them. So, no, I don't see how they're actually saving the amount, um, you know, that it, that it says uh, that they're saving. Um, well, it's, or they're average. Using- it's average, and it averages out however much is being saved by Bill Clinton, all right, and Hillary Clinton that's being averaged out with what's being saved by Ordinary people who are perhaps only partially employed, which is zero. So, it averages an average four thousand five hundred dollars. It's better than it was in two thousand seven, a lot better. But on the other hand, it doesn't impress me as being a lot. No, it doesn't. If those, you, you know, so I mean, yeah, you can always look at both sides. But yeah, there's lots of reports that people aren't saving at all. There, there, there's a you know a lot of comment. Well, oil, gasoline prices have dropped, so people are saving there, and that is going into the, you know, that is going into the bank, and you know they're using that for savings and so forth. Um, but we also see gasoline prices that are rising now, uh, and again, healthcare costs. You know, two years ago they didn't have healthcare costs. So I don't know how these people are really when you have a family of four when their health care is over $18,000, how in the heck can they save? I mean, I agree. to me, that's a huge amount. That's a huge expense. Of course so it is. I, I mean, you know, again, I think a lot of these numbers that they throw out and so forth are to confuse, are to distract, and just to cover up, I think, the true state of affairs of this country. And I mean, certainly there's pockets of the economy that are doing well. Um, there, there, there's people that are out there, they're working and they're, you know, they're, they're doing okay. But I'm not sure that is the, it's pockets, but I don't think that is the, the common um, numbers. You know, I don't think it's everyone. No, it's not everyone. That's for sure. I mean, it's I mean, it's as obvious as the income inequality that we see in the top one tenth of a percent is getting filthy rich, as if they weren't to begin with, and the bottom ninety percent are, you know, struggling. Um, it's just just barely hanging on or whatever. Uh, although not all of the bottom ninety percent are poor, but just the same. You know, are they getting ahead? Or are they just barely making the mortgage? Or are they just barely making their car payment? And the problem with all of this is if we don't have adequate savings and we really do come upon, we enter into something like another great recession or worse, what's going to happen? How are people going to get by? I, I mean, this is really a great, this is a great and profound question. The whole thing is so fragile right now that if things go badly, I can't imagine how it's how they are going to be resolved or even tolerated or accommodated. I mean, will the government come in and provide food if the food supply system breaks down? How many people are going to go hungry to the point of starvation and perhaps even death? Now, I know how unlikely that sounds, but just the same if no one's, if the average person doesn't really have much money saved up, the rich do, of course they do, upper middle class does somewhat, but probably 70% of the American people don't have any savings worth mentioning. 
what happens if we really go into a serious situation? You know, we came close to some sort of an economic meltdown in 2008 when Lehman Brothers folded up. That was almost enough, not quite, but almost enough to put the U.S. economy and even the global economy into a depression. And nothing has really improved. We're not any more stable today than we were then. And although it might take two or even three major banking institutions, they might, they might take two or three failures, uh, bankruptcies, to actually tip the whole thing into the abyss just the same. Uh, that's not, that, that's, that's a dangerous circumstance. I mean, two or three significant banking institutions going into bankruptcy doesn't strike me as a as a complete impossibility and something that's too fantastic to believe so <clears throat> we're in danger we're in jeopardy and again point behind that the implication behind that is it's incumbent on all of us to do what we can to take care of ourselves to prepare for the possibility and so again you know we use the analogy on a regular basis but that ship is cruising across the ocean and headed into iceberg waters. Uh, maybe we'll make it, maybe we don't, we won't, but it's not a bad idea to keep your, your uh, lifeboat close at hand and your life vest close at hand, and who knows? Things may work out just fine, but maybe not, and if they don't, it's up to you to take care of yourself and your loved ones and your family and so on. Do what you have to do to be prepared. I'm Alfred Adask here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back in a moment, going to take a break for a couple of commercials, and when we return, we'll talk a little about pensions from the 35,000 Teamster members in New York. Please stay tuned. China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188. What's next, Melody? Um, the last day of the month, I'm going to have a great special tomorrow, so I shouldn't tell you. I shouldn't tell the listeners that, or they're just all going to wait until tomorrow to make any orders, so I guess I could close the door when we're done with the program and go home, right, Al? Well, <laughs> but no. if you want. But we'll be here. No, we won't do that. But I'm going to have a great special tomorrow beginning November 1st through the holidays. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Get your funds available and um, be ready to hear the special tomorrow. Visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. Make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter. I received this email, and I'm going to paraphrase it, you know, throughout instead of read the whole thing. But he, he's, he kind of stopped listening to the news. Um, only because, you know, there's just so many lies and everything. And, you know, he thinks that, you know, the stock market is going to go higher and higher. Gold's going to go lower and lower. And I don't see that happening. But the the, the bulk, there's two things I wanted to um, make a note in here. The bulk of it is, you know, not to vote. He wanted me to tell the listeners not to vote for Hillary. Um, he says this message is to warn the people what would happen if that email, if that evil female person were elected as president. He says there is a verse in the Bible that says, and the people will be ruled over by a woman. And I just know that this person is the whore who rides the beast. So please try to tell your listeners to not vote for this person. If this person is elected, you know, he's going to kind of disconnect uh, from the rest of society and so forth. You know, we have a right to do what we want. And I think it's important. And he thought it was important that you guys don't vote for Hillary. And I have a little snippet not new news, but one of my sources uh, for one of Hillary's rallies, if that's what you want to call it because there's so few people, um, said that they actually had, she approached the stage from the back so people couldn't see her from the front come up on the, go up the stairs on the, on the on the stadium or on the, what am I trying to think of, of the platform of the stage. And when she went up the steps, they said it was very, she was like taking little granny steps. And it was like she could barely make it up the stairs. And this happened just in the last day or two? Happened in the last uh, week. She's done that before, and then she's really, I mean, at the speeches, she really looked strong and i'm not a hillary supporter no i can't imagine circumstances where i'd vote for her but i have to admit she looked strong she looked capable confident yeah. trust, that sort of thing that's why she they, they said that she had a very difficult time going up the stairs and that's how they had to arrange for her entrance to the back so the audience could not see her go up the steps 
because she couldn't go up. The, she had a very difficult time going up the steps. Now, I know there's a lot of reporting on her health and so forth. And, you know, I'm always in the frame of mind. Yes, yeah, she doesn't look good. Yes, and this and that. But we don't have any proof, blah, 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 blah. I am, I like proof. We can speculate all day long. We can speculate the reasons and so forth and get expert uh, opinions and so forth. Um, but we don't know the truth. This is the truth. Um, so I thought, thought that was kind of interesting. So, And something else I wanted to come out with his uh, email that he wanted just to, you know, if she gets elected, just to forget about everything and and not do anything anymore. Well, you know, we still have to live. We still have to fight. Uh, we still have to do what is necessary to prepare and to protect us or individually, our families. Um, if you have grandbabies, if you have children and babies and grandbabies. Um, so, you know, we have the right to do what we want. There's days I can tell you. Um, I'd like to say enough is enough. I'm tired of this. Uh, I'd just like to go and dig a hole and forget about it. Um, but something someone always says always brings me back, and um, here we are to fight another day. And so that's what we have to do. And I do want to thank him for sending his email. It's another example of how frustrated so many people are, um, how frustrated and how disgusted, because we know and we see the evil that is out there. And, you know, we don't like living in it. And I understand how difficult it is. And so this, I thought this email was important. And um, we have to continue praying. Uh, we have to continue helping. And we have to continue preparing. And um, I'm reminded of Matthew 24, I believe it's chapter 4, and I don't remember the verse, I, but it might be verse 13. But Matthew 24, I'm pretty sure that's correct chapter. Um, it says, in part, those who stand firm to the end shall be saved. And it also says that in Matthew 10:22. And the point is, you're talking about, well, we have difficult times, and, and sometimes you'd like to just say, oh, enough of this. But the truth is, I mean, if a Bible is true, it means... We're stewards. We have to be here. You're right. You have to, you have to, those who stand firm mm -hmm. to the end shall be saved. And what that means is that you will be tested to the end. You're not going to be tested until you turn 55 and then they, okay, you can put in the next 20 years or however many you got. And without any testing, just sit back and rock in a rocking chair. If the Bible is true, that isn't, it's not going to work out that way. You and I and everyone else will be tested to see if we will stand firm to the end and will be tested until the end. That's the implication. So, I don't know, and it's the one, it's it's one of the verses that resonates with me a great deal. It's sort of thing where, well, you got to keep going, you know. It's not as if you're going to get a reward necessarily in this life that you're hoping for. It's not as if you're going to get the vacation you were hoping for. All right. you, we see this on television. Um, some people apparently live lives that are always at the pool or at the beach, if you can believe TV. And I don't you know, know what he really believes that, but it looks like it. And we are tempted to say, boy, I'd like to live like that. But the truth of the matter is there's a struggle to be faced, endured, and and uh, fought with. And you, know, you have an obligation to do so, and not an obligation to me. Not an obligation to the nation. 
You have an obligation to yourself and to the good Lord. Or at least that's the way it appears to me. What else do we have, Melody? Um, But I want to thank him for sending the email. Um, Let's do pensions. Yeah, that's right. That's what you said we were going to do. Yeah, but you know how I fib sometimes. (laughs) Here we got an article entitled 35,000 Teacher Members in New York Face Pension Cuts. This is from USA Today. 35,000 New York Teamster Union members may have to sacrifice a portion of their retirement income to bail out their pension fund. Current retirees will possibly see almost a third of their monthly payment wiped out next year. Those still working can count on their projected pension benefits to be trimmed by 20%. And they say they, if you're still working, your projected pension benefits will be trimmed by 20%. And I would add, for now, okay? For now, they're going to trim it by 20%, but I'll bet it gets bigger than that before it's all over. The Teamster plan is barely 50% of the assets needed to cover projected benefits for covered employees as of 2015. To save the plan from possible insolvency, plan administrators are asking participants to make a sacrifice that they say will benefit all. (laughs) Now, let me see if I get this straight, Melody. We're going to all benefit if we all agree to take less money. (laughs) All right. I have to suppose that there'd be some people say, wait, wait. This doesn't strike me as such a benefit. Of course, what they're talking about is the the plan will survive, and over a period of five, ten years, however many, you'll get something, as opposed to watching it fold up and get nothing. So they could say that's a benefit. But when they talk about to save the plan from possible insolvency, there's nothing possible about it. This is probable, all right? It's almost certain that these uh, these pension plans are going to go. They're going to become insolvent. They're going to become bankrupt. They can dance around it for a while and try to avoid it and try to ignore it and hope and hope that something's going to work out. But at least so long as the Federal Reserve continues continues to hold the interest rates near zero, then there can't be then the profits available to pensions that have invested in U.S. Treasury bonds, for example, are, will not be sufficient to provide retirement for all the people that have contributed into those, into those pension funds. The Fed's low interest rates are gutting the pension funds. And until the Fed raises interest rates significantly, I mean, these pension funds are devised on the idea that they're going to make 6 7 8% a year, and the interest rate is down there in the neighborhood of 2%. They're not going to do well, and they can't until the Fed changes its policy on interest rates. And if it doesn't change as soon, a lot of these pension funds are simply going to expire. They'll go into insolvency and open bankruptcy. They say uh, retirees over age 80 would be held safe from cuts, while those between 75 and 79 would see cuts on a sliding scale. Amand Gavazi, a UPS retiree from Vestal, with 23 years of service, said, I don't know what people are going to do. He expects to have his monthly income trimmed by $500 to $600 if the pension cutbacks are approved. Any pre-retirement planning done by Teamster members is now shot, with nearly one-third of their pension checks wiped out. Clan trustees say the plan was undermined by historic market losses. That's the first thing. 
2008 and 2009, and two, a declining active union population. They have less union members, that's the other one. And three, an exodus of contributing employers. Well, the trustees for the plan, they're blaming it on the market losses, they're blaming it on the declining active union population, they're blaming it on a loss of employers. And I agree that these are certainly valid reasons that have impacted the pension funds, but the truth of the matter is, I'd say the plan was undermined by overly optimistic presumptions at the plan's beginning. I'd say that the plan was undermined by the, by the plan's own failure to adequately uh, allow for and protect, predict that they might see historic market losses, that they might see declining union membership, that they might see a loss of contributing employers. Um, for a question, how many, modern, how many other modern pension plans are risking insolvency because they're based on overly optimistic premises? And the answer is most of them. What we're seeing here is, is another illustration of what I've talked about for years on this program, what can't be paid won't be paid. Huh? The money's not there. And it is not reasonable to sit back and say, well, get it. Get it from those idiot taxpayers. Because what we're really talking about when we get into these pensions and somebody wants to fund the pensions, the money's going to have to come from where? Probably the youth of this country. Young people in their 20s and 30s are going to have to contribute more money so the senior citizens can live in the style to which they've become accustomed. But if the young people have to do that, it means they won't be able to buy their own homes. They'll be less able to buy them. It won't be impossible, but they'll be less able to buy a home. They'll be less able to get married, less able to have a family, less able to have children because they're paying off their grandparents and their parents' pension promises. And there's something wrong about this because these young people, they weren't there. They weren't, nobody consulted them. And if they did, they didn't know what was going on anyway when these pension agreements were made. And the unfortunate thing about them is these agreements were based on the idea that certain pension funds had enough political clout where they could get the government to say, sure, we'll tax the idiot taxpayers, and they'll pay for your pension plans, and you don't have to worry about your own pension plan. We'll just tax the idiot taxpayers. Well, taxpayers don't have it. Huh? And there's no reason, especially why the younger people should be obligated to support the older people. The older people, the senior citizens, should have made proviso for their own retirement. And they should not have trusted their retirement to, uh, uh, to the government. And people said, oh, yeah, we've got you covered. The unions, we've got you covered. Um, here's another one on pensions. This is a longer article. We'll probably not finish it before we get to the break. But uh, generous pensions, will courts give government a way out? And a potentially huge win for advocates of cutting government pensions, the San Francisco-based appellate court on, uh, in August declared that public retirement plans were not immutable and could be reduced. The three-judge panel said the law merely requires government to provide a reasonable pension. Now, this is not about, this is not about Teamsters. This is about people who are working in government uh, and they have, they've been guaranteed or they've been promised a certain amount of pension by their local, their city or state government, particularly California in this case. And now it's turning out they're not going to get it. Again, this is evidence of we are facing fundamental problems. The courts can say, oh, sure, we'll make the taxpayers pay it. 
But they can't do that without hurting the economy, and they can't do it without hurting young taxpayers. And somewhere along the line, somebody's got to pull in their horns and say, wait a second, I think the courts are doing the inevitable thing. I won't say it's necessarily right, but it is inevitable. They're saying the law merely requires government to provide a reasonable pension, not everything you've been promised in the past. And that's not an unreasonable conclusion. I mean, we're, we're, we're caught in an economic bind, and the money's not there, right? If it's not there, you can pay it. What can't be paid won't be paid. That unanimous ruling now before the California Supreme Court could be a vehicle for reducing a shortfall amounting to hundreds of billions of dollars in state and local pension systems. Standing in its way is the California rule, which guarantees workers the pension that was in place on the day they were hired. Until the last century, the law generally treated government pensions as gifts that could be taken away. People didn't live long, and pensions weren't considered to be particularly important. That changed as lifespan rose, we lived longer, and government employees sued to protect their retirement earnings, and California law now treats government pensions. They used to treat it as gifts. Now they treat it as contracts to be protected by the state constitution. Well, you can see the bind we're in, but what it comes down to, again, what can't be paid won't be paid. And we're already seeing some of these people losing a third of their income, a third of their promised pension. I think it's going to be more than that before we're, before this is all done. I think you're going to be lucky to get two-thirds of most pensions paid over the course of the next five years. I think you might be lucky if you get 20% paid. We're going to take a break for a couple of commercials. Melody and I will be back on Financial Survival. Please stay tuned. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. 
Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. What's next, Melody? Well, I saw an interesting article today. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Venezuela, um, they're having a, you know, their, their situation just gets worse and worse. And um, the article was about they're giving up on counting piles of cash. And what they are doing, they're weighing them. There's a delicatessen in Caracas. And he removes slices of salty white cheese from his scale and replaces them with a stack of Bolivar notes handed over by his customer. The currency is so devalued, and each purchase requires so many bills that instead of counting them, he just weighs them. He says at this point he thinks the cheese is worth more than the currency. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a uh, and they show the scale at a at a bakery. Um, I mean, you're looking at a pile of cash, probably a foot tall in three piles, um, because uh, you know the hyperinflation that the hyperinflation that is taking hold of the country, and uh, that refuses to publish consumer price data on a regular basis. So cash weighing isn't seen everywhere, but it is increasing. And, and it's all evidence of hyperinflation. Hyperinflation. Right. The, the, the people are losing confidence in their currency, and therefore, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a, you walk in to buy a, a loaf of bread, and let's suppose that historically the price was 10 boulevards. Well, the guy at the, at the grocery store, he will not accept 10 boulevards because he's losing confidence in the currency. He thinks it's losing value, and therefore, if you want to buy the bread, you're going to have to pay him 20 boulevards to to overcome. He said, all right, I'll take 20 boulevards. I won't take 10. That's what we always took, but now I, I don't have, I'm losing confidence in the currency. I'll have to have at least 20. Another day or two, that same guy is going to need to have 100 boulevards to pay for that same loaf of bread. As confidence wanes, prices go up, and the prices go up, it's hyperinflation. And that's what hyperinflation really is. It's, it's evidence that public confidence in their currency is simply falling, falling, falling. And people are not just saying, I won't take any more boulevards. They haven't shut the light switch and just said, no, I won't take any more. But they're saying, i got to get more. i got to get so many that I can find some idiot down the street who will give me a good deal on cheese or bread or whatever else it is with however much I can squeeze out of who's, whoever's buying cheese or bread or whatever from me. And, what, um, and also, the government is refusing to publish figures. Mm-hmm. And you also have to remember that their currency at one time was one of the world's strongest currencies 
and now it's just been reduced to, to nothing. Basic purchases require hundreds of bills. Um, they're looking to their inflation. The last re inflation that I heard of, the number was like 450, 500%. Now there's estimates that will range from 200% to 1,500%. The largest bill that they have is a 100 Bolivar note. It's worth less than a dime. Yeah. And the government has asked five currency companies to submit bills for bigger bills. So you're going to have the same thing as you had in Zimbabwe. Eventually, they're going to print out a, a trillion yep. dollar Bolivar note. Yep. Eventually, they're going to get to that. But I'm. Mm -hmm. But it will be interesting to see how Venezuela pays to have new notes printed up that are, say, a trillion dollar, a trillion Bolivar notes. Who's going to pay? How are they going to pay for? Them? I remember watching a movie years ago, uh, Pancho Villa. Or a story of Pancho Villa, uh, black and white from probably the 40s, maybe even the 30s. I don't recall. And he ordered he ordered a bunch of pesos for his government printed up. And I don't remember. Let's say he ordered a hundred million dollars or a hundred million pesos. And when the printers brought it to him, he say he told one of his helpers, and they wanted I fifty thousand to pay for it. They said, okay, take 50000 off the pile and get out of here. And I said, no, we're not taking that stuff. We print it. We don't, we don't, we're not going to accept payment in it. And it made a really good point. Um, Pancho Villa had to do, he had to find real money to pay for the phony money that he'd purchased. We're seeing something like that happening, happening in Venezuela. Um, people are losing confidence. Where's it going to go? How's it going to work out? It doesn't happen overnight. I mean, that's an important point. It's not like people just switch, throw a light switch, and today we have, we accept $100 bull of our notes, and tomorrow we won't. But tomorrow we're going to want 150 bolivars instead of taking 100 bolivars today. And the day after that we may want 250, and the day after that we may want 1,000. And the prices rise and rise and rise as we lose confidence in the currency. Well, you can watch this happening in Venezuela, and you can watch for it to happen in this country. Our currency isn't any more, any more sound than Venezuela's. We have certain advantages that Venezuela doesn't have. We don't have a, our government is not a complete leftist lunatic, lunatic asylum. We're working on it. We're getting closer to it, you know. Put more lunatics in the in office, and they can do more crazy things with the currency. But we have that advantage. We have the advantage of still being the premier world reserve currency, not the only world reserve currency, but the premier world reserve currency. We have that advantage. We can hold this thing together in theory for a few more years. But we aren't fundamentally any stronger than Venezuela. And in some regards, we may be weaker. I doubt that Venezuela's total debt is comparable, proportional, on a proportional basis to what is owed by this government right now. Um, so, I know we can watch, we can watch the problems in Venezuela and watch for the evidence you'll have, where you may see it in your own lifetime, and maybe not so long from now. And you, you know, part of this article talks about 
and you know, we all talk about the, the lines, we vision the lines in the grocery store, no food and so forth and whatnot. While there are credit and debit cards in Venezuela, the government data shows that more than a third of the labor force is informal, though, meaning they mostly work for cash. So that includes your taxi drivers, your street hawkers, a lot of service jobs. And what about the state pensions to the elderly? They're generally paid in cash. So, you know, what do they, you know, if you have a, if your pension was normally $100, I mean, that's not, they're not going to give you 150 no, they're going to continue to give. The they're going to continue to give you a hundred dollars, yep. even though that piece of cheese that you know <laughs> went up in in a day yep. to to one hundred and fifty. So it it, it, it destroys way, people. It is by means of hyperinflation that the government can reduce its national debt. They, if you, you may, the government may owe you say a thousand bolivars or a hundred thousand bolivars. Well, they're going to pay it to you, but by the time they do, the purchasing power of that 100,000 boulevards may only be in terms of 5,000 boulevards as, as compared to, compared to 5,000 boulevards at the time you loaned the, the 100,000. You're going to be, the, the people that the government owes money to are going to be, they're going to lose their assets thanks to inflation and particularly hyperinflation. It's going to wipe out people's savings in their bank accounts. It's going to wipe out people's pensions. And I think lots of times when we see the pictures of the the grocery store shelves being empty and you know, the fighting and food in the streets, you think it's just happening to poor people. You're just thinking mm-hmm. that it's happening to a certain segment of the population, the people who work and have an income and so forth. They're not as affected, but they are. Even business people. You know, their prices, if one day they're charging 100 bolivar for a piece of cheese, the next day they have to charge 150. They're getting in all this cash that is worthless, but yet they have to store it. They don't know how they have to. No, the only thing they can do with it is spend it right now. Because if they hold it for any length of time, it's going, they're losing money when they say that. They're losing money. So they've got to get out the door as soon as they get that. 100,000 boulevards, they got out and spend it because the next day it could be worth only 50,000. It'll still have 100,000, but it'll only purchase $50,000 or 50,000 boulevards worth of worth of and uh, property. And that's, and that's what this baker said. He says, we're at loss over what to do with these bags of bills. Yeah. He says, they're business. This is a bakery. Takes in hundreds of thousands of boulevards. And then he has to hide them. Pack oh yeah, up so, in the, boxes. so the thieves don't so, steal them. So the thieves You're going to see steal them, yeah. bank robbers running around with a gunny sack like Santa Claus yeah. over their shoulder. They have one of these enormous bags, yeah. right? And what's it worth? I don't know. It might be enough to buy lunch. So these are stories you don't normally hear or associate when we talk about hyperinflation of other countries. Um, and I, I, you know, thought it was interesting. Well, we're bound to see it. it it's... It's a function of confidence. It's not a function of mathematics per se. Hyperinflation is a function of declining confidence in the currency. And what I would have taken a hundred boulevards for yesterday, today, because I don't trust the currency the way we have in the past, I need a hundred and fifty. 
and tomorrow I need 250 and the day after that I need a thousand. It is a it's an exercise in confidence. It's not mathematics in the sense of some mathematical formula that you can find in an economics text that'll tell you what has to be done. How you know if you have these if you have A, B, and C these factors, then you will see hyperinflation to this particular rate. That's not what this is. This is about public confidence and. That's important because you can't restore. Once public confidence is lost, you can't restore it by, by coming up with some new promises and statements and one thing or another. And you can't rah, 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 everything's going to be fine. Go out and buy it. Tell the people, go buy something. Once that confidence is lost, it will not be easily rebuilt. And there's no telling how far it can go before finally they just have to say this system is We've had enough. We can't go any further. We've got to shut it down and do something else. We talked last week. Zimbabwe is getting ready to try it again. After all the trouble they had 10 years ago with the Zimbabwean hyperinflation, the uh, Robert Mugabe is, is prepared to take another stab at printing more of the Zimbabwean dollars which is, is, I think it was Simon Black who did the article on it, and he said, what could go wrong, you know? And of course it's going to go wrong. Of course it's going to go wrong. And the only question for us here in the United States is when is it also going to go wrong for us? You know, we talked in the past about something like 275 different instances in world history where governments have tried to work with a fiat currency and every one of them has failed with the exception of four or five of them that are still working right now and that's because they're recent that includes the US dollar fiat pure fiat currency since 1971 all 270 of them have just gone belly up the only question is when do our could when does our currency go belly up and no one can answer that question, but it does not look like we're talking about an event, you know, 20 years into the future. And I'll tell you what. Something that could happen at any time and is almost certain to happen within, I don't know, three years, five tops, and could happen and this last quarter of this year. And this election, with what was, depends on what is going to be thrown at Hillary and how this election turns out, the confidence not just here in the States, um, the United States, the, 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 the biggest Federal Reserve, the, the, the biggest economy, I mean, to me, it is truly a sign of, of disintegration. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is how countries begin to collapse. Yep. And so we, we are there, folks. We're um, close. We're, no, we're there. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> and yes, the market's not going to drop 8,000 points tomorrow. You know, gold's not going to 8,000 tomorrow either. But I do believe, I don't know how many signs people have to have. And yet you, I read every day and I talk every day to people that, that don't get it. And it, yeah, I can't it imagine it. Can't imagine. And they're still supporting yep. the Clintons. Mm-hmm. 
and it's a right-wing conspiracy. Well, you know, Comey, I can't figure that guy out. You know, to, uh, some, he had to get a lot of pressure on both sides. Number one, to call off the, um, back in July, not to, to go forward on it. We don't have time to, to discuss this, but also something to, to, to reinitiate and, uh, at this time. So there's big forces going on. I understand. Folks. Big there forces. There are tectonic shifts yes. taking place behind the scenes, but we can see by by inference, we can see all the shaking. All right? And we may not understand what's making the tectonic plates move, and we may not know exactly whether which direction they're going in, but some extraordinarily powerful forces have been unleashed, and James Comey's decision in in the last two weeks before before the election, his decision to reopen the investigation of Hillary's email, it's evidence that just incredible pressures are being brought to bear. Where it's going to wind up, uh, you know, God only knows. Um, but we'll watch, and if you're sensible, you'll get prepared as best you can. Part of the way is get some gold, get some silver. We're out of time. Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, good Lord, bless you, me, Melody, and Todd, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Pain is fast. Still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too fast. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Monday, October 31st, 2016, and it is seven minutes after 2 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we are live, 800 932-1980 is the call-in number, 800-932-1980. That is how you get your voice on the air. You can also participate in the show by going to theamericanvoice.com. Theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. All right. And uh, how do you participate there? We have a chat room. If you're not already registered in there with a username, then you're going to have to send me an email and get that done. And it'll be done at the, you know, if you send it right now, it'll be done at the break. Uh, That's how it has to work because uh, the spammers out there and you know i'm not gonna blame the hillary clinton scumbags out there everybody knows about them you know they're little trolls they're paid trolls wonder what these creeps are gonna do after the election when the money stops coming in well anyway so uh i'm not gonna blame them because i don't know who's doing it but it's somebody who doesn't like american voice radio network doesn't want you to be able to you know, they'd like to slam down our server. They try it all the time, you know. And, uh, you know, so we had to go to the email registration instead of uh, the automagic one where you just can do it all and it happens immediately. So this is going to take a little more time, but it's easy enough done. The email's right there on the website. Just say what you want your screen name to be and send me an email. That's it. That's all you really have to do because all the other information I need is in your email already, which is your email address. That's it. That's all I need. Okay, so just do that, and uh, you'll be able to get in there, and then you can just put your username and your password, and bang, you're in there, and you can participate in the show. I'm looking in there right now, and uh, they're talking about, well, it's the Russians. It's all the Russians. Everything that happens here is, uh, you know, the Russians. <laughs> it's it, it's really, uh, Clinton has shown herself to be a dinosaur moron to be blaming the Russians on anything. I mean, Russia is more a part of Europe, really, than they are the old Soviet Union that we used to look at. They really are. I mean, they, they you know... What are they doing? What is Syria doing? What is anybody doing that we attack? What exactly are national interests anywhere? I mean, yeah, okay, they said, well, you know, we went and we've attacked uh, Afghanistan because we had to get that Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda out of there because they're training bad people who live in caves and somehow can control, uh, you know, passenger airliners to crash into things. You know, with all these terrorists in the world, supposedly, okay, I mean, we hear about, oh, they're everywhere, they're, you know, they're all, they're all over the place. How come nobody else is crashing airplanes into buildings? Huh? 
How come that's not happening every day? How come every terrorist in the in the world didn't see that at 9-11 and go, wow, what a great idea. Gee, I wonder why nobody thought of that before. Well, hey, let's do that. Let's keep doing that. Not once since then. Really? You know, that doesn't make much sense, seeing as how, well, the general policy with anybody with even half a brain understands when you do something and it works, well, you keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore. And there is, now those those of you all wrapped up real tight in your red, white, and blue flag, thinking, well, that's the call of the Homeland Security or just why they went into super protection mode and they're keeping us all safe and they're the reason there ain't none of this happening. Mm-hmm. Man, sad to say there are people that stupid in America. There is not one credible, not forget airplanes flying into buildings, there is not one credible bit of evidence to demonstrate that any U.S. intelligence agencies have thwarted any terrorist attacks that, now I will qualify that, that they themselves have not created. What do I mean by that? Well, every one of the so-called, oh, look at this, we stopped this bomber. We, ooh, we stopped that bomber. Oh, we got that guy. Oh, we, we did all this over here and over there. And we, we were, we're on it, man. We're on it. We're keeping you safe. Every one of them, if you look past the headline, shows that, well, let's see. The FBI bought the stuff for the bomb. They built the bomb. They delivered the bomb to the guy. You know, this was a complete FBI. Just let's create a situation so we can stop it, so we can say, look, look, we just saved you. Yeah, it's all BS. So how come terrorists are not flying airplanes into buildings every day? Because it wasn't. Well, it was terrorists, but it was terrorists in Washington, D.C., okay? If you do not believe that that was an inside job by the United States government, and you can say, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I get it. There are elements within the United States government that other elements in the United States government have no idea what they're doing. I understand that. You can call them rogue. You can, you know, how is it a rogue part of the government when the president's administration is the one orchestrating it? How does how is that a rogue element? That's not a rogue element anymore. When the guy in charge is uh, is doing these things, that's not rogue. That is the United States government. No rogue about it. The whole United States government, every last stinking bit of it, from the Department of Education to the Department of Defense, is rogue. They are usurpers. They are committing treason. Daily. Okay? That's what's actually going on. So where are all those airplanes flying into buildings? Why is that not happening? Well, because it's all a lie. Hey, but then again, maybe it's the Russians protecting us. 
I mean, they're doing everything else. Maybe they're the ones. Maybe they, you know, somehow have hacked into the uh, terrorists' uh, plans for plane robbery and crashing and said, no, you don't. Who knows? I, you know, I mean, hey, why not? It's just as believable as anything else, right? Ah, let's get to some, let's get to some real news here. Real news? Hmm. Oh, let's see here. Ah, how the FBI caught a radical Islamic spy in Hillary's office. Yeah, and you know who that is, Uma Abedin. I've been saying that for now. How long? You know, I love this, man. It's it's like, <laughs> I've been, you know, there's some things that I've been saying that when I first say it, people do things from raise their eyebrows to run away. Oh, and call me names. Forget, don't forget that. And now, months and months later, oh, Islamic spy? Really? Wow, who could that be? Yeah, well, I've been telling you that's what Uma Abedin's been all along, man. And people wonder, well, wait a minute. Now, which is it? You know, the uh, Quran says, kill the homos, uh, throw them off of buildings, stone them in the town square. Oh, wait, no, that's the Bible. Sorry. Uh, you know, yeah, God doesn't like homos, okay? Oh, you can repent, and you can you can be saved just like anybody else who sins. But, you know, as far as going, well, uh-uh, God loves what I'm doing, and I'm going to keep doing it. You're wrong, and you're going to be sorry. So, uh, but yeah, the, the Muslims take an active role, and they're actually tossing homos off of roofs, which, you know, just goes to show nobody's all bad. Uh, so how does Uma Abedin get to be a lesbian with Hillary Clinton, and yet still be an Islamic spy? She doesn't even wear any of that head rags on her head. Well, because the Quran also says that, hey, to promote Islam, you can lie, cheat, and steal from the infidels if, if you need to. If it promotes Islam, it's all good. Did you know that? Yeah, see, that's one of the <laughs> one of the minor differences, right, between Christianity and Islam. See, in Christianity, lying is always wrong. doesn't matter who you're lying to. It's not about them. It's about you. You are lying, and it doesn't matter who they are, whether they're brothers in Christ or some pagan, you know, Satanist or something. You're not allowed to lie to anybody as a Christian, okay? It's wrong, but not in Islam, okay? It's wrong to lie to other, you know, Muslims, but it is not wrong to lie to infidels if it promotes Islam. You know, that is one thing that uh, <clears throat> the Talmud and the uh, Quran have in common, because the Jews are allowed to lie to the Goyim, too, which is basically another word for infidel, non-Jew. In Muslim, it's, you know, infidel is a non-Islamic individual. Gee, isn't that something, that they have that in common? Gee, I wonder why. Oh, well, because they're brothers. That's why it's a family feud between them and the Muslims. They're the same. So if you hate Muslims, you hate Jews. You hate Jews, you hate Muslims. It's the same thing. They're the same. They're brothers. 
They're family feuding over who gets the birthright here. And uh, <laughs> they're both wrong. Okay? They're both wrong. But anyway, the FBI announced that they have reopened the Hillary Clinton email investigation, which I'm sure you all know, having chanced into Uma Abedin's laptop. Now, you know, how does an FBI investigation just chance upon a laptop? Oh, what's this? What's this little box here? What, what is this flat little thing? Hey, look. Wow, it opens. What is this? Oh, wow, it's a laptop. Hey, I wonder whose it is. You know, I mean, come on. They chanced upon it? Really? Well, it was actually an investigation into former Representative Anthony Weiner, which is her husband, and uh, looking for uh, juvenile pornography on there. Uma Abedin, a Pakistani-American Muslim, yeah, you get that, whose family has deep ties to Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and the radical Muslim Brotherhood. And it's not deep ties, it's family ties, okay? Deep family ties. Everybody in this woman's family is part of the Muslim Brotherhood in one way or another, and she was too. And probably still is. Well, she was granted top secret clearance for the first time in 2009 when Clinton named her Deputy Chief of Staff for Operations. Abedin said, now listen, Abedin said she did not remember being read into any special access programs or compartments. Apparently, Hillary's dementia is catching. If Hillary became president... She will appoint Abedin her chief of staff and would run White House operations, including security, in a position that does not require Senate confirmation. Uma now serves as vice chair of Hillary's presidential campaign. Uma has a reputation as an aggressive operative who has overridden security and diplomatic protocols. In her April 2016 interview... <laughs> interview with the FBI. Abedin contended she, quote, did not know Hillary had a private server until about a year and a half ago when it became public knowledge, unquote. The Clinton mail, Clint, the ClintonEmail.com server was set up in the basement of the Chappaqua residence and it includes emails from Uma. Whoa, 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 what? Another witness told agents he and another Clinton aide with IT training built the server. Quote, at the recommendation of Uma Abedin, unquote, who first suggested an off-the-grid email server as early as the fall of 2008. That's in quotes, folks. Fall of 2008. Hey, guess who's a big fat liar, huh? And the FBI noted, quote, the only person at the Department of State to receive an email account on ClintonEmail.com was Uma Abedin. Wait a minute. 
wait a minute. Does does this mean that Uba Abedin lied to the FBI? Hey, you know, from what I understand, you're not allowed to lie to the FBI. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, who could we ask about that? You know, if lying to the FBI is not allowed? Oh, hey, wait a minute. What's her name? The chick who went to prison? You know, so she could te- teach all the girls in women's prison how to knit and make make nice things for the home. You know, when they get out in 50 years, they can do all that. Martha Stewart, yeah, that's right. Why don't we ask her if lying to the FBI is, hey, okay, no problems there, man. Oh, wait, no, I don't think it is. She went to prison. Thus, Uma Abedin, whose email account as Uma at ClintonEmail.com was the only State Department aide whose emails were hosted by the private Clinton server she claimed she didn't know existed until she heard about it in the news and claimed she did not recall the email exchanges. Well, that's okay, honey. We got them right here. You don't have to recall them. We've got them all nicely written down right here. Making false statements to a federal agency agent is a felony. Wow, really? I guess Martha Stewart would be right then. Several State Department people told the FBI they felt emailing Uba Abedin was the equivalent of emailing Clinton. Abedin routinely forwarded state government emails, including ones containing classified information from her state.gov account to either her ClintonEmail.com or her Yahoo.com account so that she could print them at her home. Pardon me. Wait a minute. Yahoo.com? Hey, I use a Yahoo.com. And it is very convenient. However, uh, well, I don't have any classified information to speak of. So, you know, it's really okay for me. Go ahead and steal it, read it, whatever you want. Uh, (laughs) You know. But, gee, then again, I don't work for the Secretary of State of the United States either. Plus, I'm not given a .gov email, you know. Gee. And... So your excuse is, well, I only did it so I could print it out at my house. So, okay, let's let's review here. So you're you lied to the FBI. You're printing out. You're not only having classified information on your private servers. You're also printing out classified information on your, you know, your home computer at your house. Well, gee, Uma, what are you doing with those printouts then? Why do you print things out, folks? Well, a lot of you print things out so you know, okay, I've got this on paper. Whether my computer gets wiped out or not, I still have it. Okay, that's one thing. Another thing is you print things out so you can give them to people, people who don't have a computer or People who you don't want any trail that you're giving them this information. I print something out on my home 
printer at my house and I fold it up and I put it in my pocket and I walk down the street and I meet some guy at the uh, uh, the grocery store or I walk into the grocery store and uh, I have a prearranged thing that aisle five uh, behind the sugar, I place this document there and I walk away. Nobody really sees me and nobody really thinks about it. Well, except for all the cameras in the grocery store and then... Somebody walks up and just goes to the right there and grabs that thing and off they go. Gee, that would be another reason why you would print things out. Hmm. Which brings us to then what? Given her Muslim faith and family Saudi background, another Clinton aide told the FBI, quote, Abedin may have kept emails that Clinton did not, which is also consistent with someone in espionage as something unimportant to Hillary may have had significance to Uma's clients. By forwarding classified emails to her personal email account, Abedin also violated a classified information non-disclosure agreement she signed at the State Department on January 30, 2009, in which she agreed to keep all classified material under the control of the U.S. government. Uh-oh, I wonder if that's a felony, too. Well, I suspect it would be, seeing as how almost everything ever written in the law is now a felony. Even so, the FBI did not search Abedin's laptop or Yahoo email account in their year-long investigation. Boy, is this is this like making you feel real confident in the FBI, you bunch of criminal losers? And listen, I know there's some good FBI agents out there, but uh, sorry, you're outnumbered. Ah, you're probably not really outnumbered because, well, I guess it depends what the definition of a good FBI agent is. I would suspect a good FBI agent would be somebody who would stand up for the truth and actually point the finger and scream real loud when he saw illegal activity going on. And there ain't very many of you in the FBI, okay? Well, there's hardly anybody. Oh, you might walk around the hallways of the FBI and not say hello to Comey and make him feel bad, but that's about all you're doing, okay? Some of you have put in your resignation letters, which is, you know, that's a start. But then, I think the majority of FBI agents probably are unhappy with the situation, but they just sit there collecting their check every month or every week or whenever they get paid and say, ah, well, you know, hey, I got a family to feed. I can't be honest, and I can't uphold my oath. I can't do any of that because I got a family to feed. So you were lying when you took your oath, huh? See, if you are an FBI agent and you sit there with knowledge that these crimes are going on and you don't say anything, you're a criminal, okay? You are a criminal. Do you know why? And I'm not just saying that because Frank thinks you're a criminal. I'm saying that because if you have a duty to speak and you do not, you are guilty of at least fraud. That's in the law of fraud. Well, okay, you're guilty of fraud. Hey, as far as I know, fraud's a felony, isn't it? 
Anyhow, so in a year-long investigation, they never bother to check her laptop or her Yahoo email account. What kind of morons run an investigation like that? Uh, nor did the Bureau call Abedin for additional questioning, despite documentary evidence as well as statements from other witnesses that clearly contradicted her own statements. And now they've got hard evidence. Look, when she said she didn't find out about the emails until it went public, that is a bald-faced lie that is proven. No more evidence. Hardcore proof. This is proof. You set it up. You knew all about it. You used it. You got emails. You printed out classified information. <laughs> Guess what? Why isn't Uma Abedin being handcuffed and led away to a prison cell? Huh? Now, hey, look, I get it with Hillary Clinton. Well, she was the first lady. Well, she was the secretary of state. Well, she was the senator of the United States. Well, you know, it wouldn't look right. And she's running for president. So eh, it wouldn't be good to drag her off in handcuffs. I'd love to see it. But, you know, I get their their point. But her aide? Really? Now, she's trying to throw her husband under the bus going, oh, it was him, it was him, it was him. Hell, yeah, she didn't, he didn't have access to Hillary Clinton's server. You did. So why isn't she in jail? Is she too rich to... Well, she's not all that rich. How come she's not going to jail? Huh? What's going on? Now, the writer here, here we go with opinion. We believe Director Comey made a deal with the Clintons, but they pulled a number on him or stiffed him outright, so he pulled the string. But it will be Uma's head on the block. Fortunately, she looks good in orange, such as the short career of Mata Uma. Well, yeah, and that's figuring, you know, and Hillary Clinton will throw her under the bus in a heartbeat. You know, which, you know, that's what she's there for. Oh, look at the time. Look at the time. It's time to take a break. Boy, one story a half an hour. That's pretty bad, but, uh, oh, well, we'll, uh, Try to go faster in the next half. We'll be back in a bit.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Monday, October 31st, 2016. It's about 2.44 out here on the Pacific Time Coast, if that's when it is where you're at. We're live, 800-932-1980 is the call-in number. And uh, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com is the website. We have a chat room there. You can... uh, Go on in there and participate. I was looking around in there, and, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, there's several people in there, so you can chat with them, or, you know, I'll be back in there in a little bit. Now, we're going to do something here, and I don't know if y'all want to participate in this or not, uh, but I'm going to try. I got a story here, and you see, now... Well, we've been doing it for, gosh, close to a month now, where we are simulcasting live on YouTube, okay? And, you know, I did ask everybody in our Yahoo group, we are 35 subscribers short of being able to get a static custom name. And that's when we can start going full-fledged video, because uh, I'm not going to bother promoting or or going any further with this video thing until we get that. Because uh, every time I have to reset the uh, the server, the address changes. Okay, so uh, then I have to go in and do all that, and it's just and then whatever you have saved won't work anymore. So I'm not wasting my time doing that until we get 35 more subscribers. And when we do. Then I will set up the new uh, the new name, and then I will start promoting that, and it will always be that. It won't change. It's like a website name. And then uh, we'll start getting some of the hosts. We have some, you know, getting ready, biting it, you know, chomping at the bit to do a live video. We already had the contenders for the faith do one. Worked, it worked fine. Uh, you know, there's some tweaks we could do, make it a little better, see what we can do. But uh, all in all, it worked great. And that's what where that's at. So, you know, with the big, uh, you know, craze for video, hey, this ought to um, enthuse some people. I mean, and I really do thank all you folks on there who have subscribed already. All right? You, it's a big help because this is going to be good. It's going to be fun. But for right now today, how you find us on YouTube is you go to YouTube and you just put in AVRN Live. Okay, AVRN Live. You put that in there in the search engine, and then you'll see our live stream. You go in there and you can subscribe. Now, I suggest you go there right now because I'm going to do some graphic assistance here. Okay, we're going to have a visual aid along with this story so you can actually see it. And this, in my opinion, see, is the power of video. I know a lot of you listeners out there, you know, you you like to see the host and all that. You know, uh, I call them talking head videos. I don't care for them much. Oh, I'm as curious as the next guy to see what, you know, a host looks like. But, you know, once I see what the host looks like, okay, you know, uh, a talking head is just about as interesting as watching grass grow to me. However... Video can be used to show people, because look, I know a lot of people's 
geographical knowledge isn't all that great. So when you talk about things, uh, you know, they don't visualize it because they've never been taught where anything is, so they don't understand really what you're talking about. Now, I came across this article, and this is just, this is another one of those things, okay? I hate to do that. You know, it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn here, and maybe I am, but all right, so what? I'm going to toot my own horn. This is another thing I've been saying for a long, long, long time. Why are we in Syria? Well, because the Saudi Arabians want to put a pipeline across Syria to Turkey, and that's why he has to go, because you see Assad is aligned with the Russians. They, huh, they're in the oil business. They are already supplying Europe with natural gas and oil, and uh, they don't want the competition from Saudi Arabia, so Assad says, no, you're not building a pipeline across our country well what do the saudis do they go get their big brother the united states it's actually not their big brother it's a paid assassin that they have and uh said look get rid of this guy he's standing in our way yeah that's what's going on and that's what i've been saying for years oh now here it is on the internet published october 30th yesterday syria is another pipeline war. Wow, what a revelation. Anyway, now, here comes the um, here comes the cool thing on YouTube, okay? As soon as I can make this work. <laughs> yeah, all right, here we go. All right, there. Now we have a graphic up on the YouTube channel on the YouTube stream, and it shows the pipeline. It shows where Syria is. It shows where Saudi Arabia is. It shows all these things, okay? So you can see that there. If you go, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the YouTube streaming, and I'll tell you, I've already changed it, but, you know, there's a little delay, so it takes a second or so. It is there now. You can actually go there and you can look at what I'm talking about. Proposed pipeline routes through the Middle East to gas markets in Europe. The, uh, the purple line is the Western-supported Qatar-Turkey pipeline. All of the nations it passes through, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Turkey, all highlighted in red, I have to, have to agree to it, except have agreed to it, except Syria. The red line is the Islamic pipeline from Iran through Iraq into Syria. I'm not sure most Americans have figured out what's happening in Syria. Yeah, it's not like somebody hasn't been trying to tell them, though. Anyway, because so much of what we hear is confusing to us, and really we know so little of the context for it, uh, is it an insurgency against a brutal ruler? Is it a group of insurgencies struggling for power in nearly failed state? Is it a proxy war expressing the territorial and ideological uh, interests of the U.S., Russia, Iran, and Turkey? Or something else? According to Robert F. Kennedy, it is something else. A war between competing national interests to build, or not to build, a pipeline to the Mediterranean so natural gas can be exported to Europe. Inconveniently for Syria, that nation lies along an obvious pipeline route. Which makes it one more war between interests for money. Something not very hard to understand at all. 
Here's Kennedy's argument uh, via Echo Watch. This is a long piece, well worth a full read, but I'll, uh, it's just being presented in relevant sections here. Uh, the historical context. Decades of CIA-sponsored coups and counter-coups in Syria. Kennedy's introduction selection, uh, section contains an excellent examination of the history of the U.S. involvement in Syria, starting in the 1950s with the Cold War machinations of the Eisenhower-appointed Dulles brothers, John Foster Dulles, the Secretary of State, and Alan Dulles, the head of the CIA. Together, they effectively ruled U.S. foreign policy. Uh, the Dulleses were somebody that my father really hated. He hated them. I think my... I th honestly, I, I believe my dad would have probably killed either one of them if he ever saw them. Uh, he really didn't like them. He knew all about them, and and he knew exactly why he hated them. You know, it wasn't just, oh, General, they're no good, and I don't like them, and this and that. You no, know, he knew exactly what they had been doing. Anyway, America's unsavory record of violent interventions in Syria, obscured to the American people, yet well-known to the Syrians, sowed fertile ground for the violent Islamic uh, jihadism that now complicates any effective response by our government to address the challenge of ISIS. You know, that's, here we go. See, I hate this when somebody's kind of right, but then they go off into idiot world, okay? No, really. ISIS, ISIS is a creation of the United States government run and operated by the United States government uh, in my opinion, they are nothing but the new name for Blackwater. So where's Blackwater these days, or uh, Zoe, or uh, Z, or or whatever the hell they call themselves these days? Where are they? What are they doing? Did they go out of business? I don't think so. They got they changed their name twice, got quiet, and now they're ISIS. Okay, they haven't left anywhere. They changed their role. They work for the United States government as mercenaries to give the United States government uh, some sort of deniability to say, oh, it's those dirty, rotten ISIS people. Oh, yeah, we got an enemy over there. We got to do something about it. And they're paying them to do this. This is why there was such a row when it came to Russia coming in and saying, oh, yeah, really? You're having problems? You can't deal with ISIS? They're just too much for you? Watch this. Bang! Three days, ISIS is on its knees, crying like a little girl. How'd that happen? Well, how it happened was, see, because Russia came in and said, they don't work for us, kill them. And they did. Now, the United States got its panties in a little bundle because, uh-oh, you know, we're not working with the Russians anymore. Oh, really? I thought your thing was to get this over with and done and, and solved. No, 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 no. That's not the deal at all. So, you know, anybody out there that thinks ISIS is a real Islamic thing, you know, you, you are uninformed, okay? I'm not going to call you stupid just because you're wrong, but you are uninformed. And if you don't want to get informed and you don't want to see the truth and you just want to go in la, 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 with your fingers in your ears, then you are an idiot. So long as the American public and policymakers are unaware of this past, that would be you guys with your fingers in the ears, uh, further interventions are likely to only compound the crisis. Moreover, our enemies delight in our ignorance. 
so does, uh, uh, you know who the biggest enemy who's delighting in your ignorance is? The United States government, okay? Because guess what? I got news for you. Other nations around the world don't give a damn what you think. They don't care how ignorant you are. It doesn't do them any good or any harm for you to be stupid. Who does it benefit? Well, that would be the United States government. Really, folks, come on. Start inventing, you know... Everybody talks about all these cop shows they watch. Oh, I watch CSI. Oh, I watch cop. I watch this. I watch that. It's all cop shows, right? Well, come on. I know somewhere in these cop shows, they go through the whole thing like, okay, uh, who benefits from the crime? Who had a motive, in other words? Who had an opportunity, in other words? Huh? Come on. This is how you solve crimes. This is a crime. What's being done to the American people, what's being done to the United States of America is a crime. And we need to start looking at it through the eyes of a criminal investigator. Who benefits? Who has the opportunity? Huh? Who has the ability? Those three things, man, is off. you're off to a really good start if you stick with those three things on solving crimes. We need to look at a history from the Syrians' perspective, and particularly the seeds of the current conflict. Long before our 2003 occupation of Iraq triggered the Sunni uprising that has now morphed into the Islamic State, the CIA had nurtured violent jihadism as a Cold War weapon and uh, freighted U.S.-Syrian relationships with toxic baggage. See, now morphed into the Islamic State, the CIA had nurtured violent jihadism. Come on, man. I mean, even this writer is putting it together and still being stupid, thinking that ISIS is not a part of the United States government. It is. Just like Blackwater was. It is the same. During the 50s, Eisenhower and the Dulles boys rebuffed Soviet treaty proposals to leave the Middle East a Cold War neutral zone and let Arabs rule Arabia. Instead, they mounted a clandestine war against Arab nationalism with CIA director Dulles equated with communism. Because that was the catchword back then. Now it's a good thing. Because, I mean, you know, people like Bernie Sanders better than Hillary Clinton, and he ran as a communist. Oh, oh, you you thought that just because he says socialist, that doesn't mean communist? Well, let's ask an expert. Who would that be? Well, I don't know. Joseph Stalin, he's got to be considered an expert on communism. Because, I mean, he is, after all, one of the most notorious communists ever in time, Right. Yeah, well, he said a communist is just a socialist in a hurry. Yeah, that's what he had to say. Hmm, how does that make them different? It doesn't. Except, see, they're getting more and more communistic because they're running out of time. Well, speaking of which, so am I. I got to go. I will be back again for two hours tonight, starting at 8 p.m. We'll have Dean on for the second hour. Coming up next is Constitutional Crusaders. We got a full day coming up after that, so don't go anywhere. And as always, thanks for listening.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
And welcome to the Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. I'm your host, M. Roy Ben Shadler, constitutional counselor, and still all around pain in the rear end to bureaucrats and petty thugs everywhere. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2016. It is the 3 o'clock hour out here on the left coast. If you're listening some other time zone, obviously you're going to have to adjust your clocks accordingly so you can be in sync with this show. This is a live call-in show. Calling in is not necessary. Thinking, however, is we do give an exemption, of course, to those members of Media Matters and the Southern Poverty Law Center, as well as those government agents that are paid to listen to this show. Because, after all, if we required them to think, it would create a hostile work environment, and we don't want to be responsible for that. So if you'd like to call in, it's real simple. You just dial up 1-800-932-1980, or you may send an instant message via Yahoo Instant Messenger. And let me make sure that it is going on here. Yes, it looks like it is up and operating, just making sure. Yahoo Instant Messenger ID KC7AQK. That comes directly to me, my friends. As is our want, we like to open this show with the wisdom of the ages, otherwise known as the dead white guy quote. Patriotism means to stand by the country. It does not mean to stand by the president or any other public official, end quote. Now, my friends, if the WikiLeaks document dumps have taught us anything, it's that Teddy Roosevelt was very astute with his wisdom here. Okay, we have 20 pages in the show newsletter, your calls, instant messages, and whatever else happens to come across the transom, and we will get to as much of it as possible right after this little disclaimer. Warning, this show may be hazardous to your paradigms if you are a whiny, crying, liberal, pinko, commie bedwetter, an inept, overpaid bureaucrat, or are still mad over Reagan's tax cut. Should you fit into any one of the above categories, immediately have your friends tie you down for some truth therapy. Continue this therapy until you can dismiss your delusions and can deal with reality. If you cannot handle 100% pure, unadulterated truth, this radio show will not be held responsible for your predictable discomfort. Remember, my friends, my job is very simple. It is to comfort the disturbed and to disturb the comfortable. You know, I have said it, and I will say it again, that I am not interested in awakening dumbasses. After all, dumbasses, that's spelled D-U-M-B-A-S-S-E-S, in case you was wondering. The dumbasses have made it clear that they are not interested. I am here to connect like minds and awaken those that want 
to learn. And if you're here listening to this show and not one of those aforementioned groups that we've talked about already today, well, then that's what you're here for also. So it's, that's, it's just that simple, really. It is. Now, I've been doing this for about a month now, counting these things down and reminding you, and this is the second to last time I'll be doing this for obvious reasons, something to consider. As of today, it's now been over 271 days since Hillary has had a press conference, and that is counting from that fake press conference back on March 1st, where she only allowed two questions, and they were pre-scripted, hardly a real press conference. So don't forget, as of today, it's Eight days to Election Day on November 8th. Can Hillary KKK Clinton avoid a press conference for another eight days? Hmm? Well, at this point, it looks like it. And don't forget, the judge over her email case has allowed that the a majority of the quote-unquote recovered emails will be released after November 8th. Can you say the fix is in? Uh-huh. Well, now... My friends, we have the WikiLeaks, and they are promising to drip, drip, drip so much that eight states that allowed early voting before the WikiLeaks came out are now advertising that if you want to change your vote, you can. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, today is a fifth Monday. So, on fifth Mondays... I save up all those little oddball stories that just don't fit in with the narrative that I want to present most of the time. And yes, I admit I have a narrative myself, but at least I'm honest about it. These are stories that are important, but like I said, they just don't fit in elsewhere, and I didn't just want to dump them in the leaks of interest. So I got two of them for you this month or this fifth Monday, I should say. The first one, men and women should complement each other, not be at war. Corinne Barroclo writes, saying, A friend berated me yesterday, which is never fun, and certainly exacerbated when you end up biting your tongue over something that isn't even real. Her crescendo line was, I'm shocked you are supporting the patriarchy. Well, many speak, write, and argue, apparently, about this fictitious construct as if it's a fact. Actually, it's ideological theory, I'm going to add, at best. Kate Millett's, in case you didn't know who she was, Kate Millett's 1969 book, Sexual Politics, has a lot to answer for. Very interesting reading book, my friends. I suggest you go out and find it if you can. Considering it pushes a set of beliefs that can neither be proven nor disproved. The patriarchy <clears throat> is the shaky backbone of feminist ideology, arguing that men are inherently dominant and women are systematically oppressed. 
It ensures division and paints life as a battleground between the sexes. I believe men and women are meant to complement each other, not be constantly at war. So, this author's discussion was frustrating because, as she puts it, discussing your view of the world with someone who's resolutely religious and takes a string of beliefs for granted that you have noted with bold question marks. Of course, in some cultures or father figures hold authority and in certain religions the patriarchal model is alive and kicking but pumped up fierce feminists activists especially talk about the patriarchy as if it's an evil and oppressive empire weighing down on our everyday lives here in the western world not true Women had it tough in the past, but if we want to reap the benefits of equality, it's time to let resentment go. The supposedly pernicious patriarchy is the air pumped into political footballs, unnecessary petrol poured on the gender pay gap myth, and the merry monster gobbling up misguided government funding when it comes to domestic violence. Truth is... Modern men don't believe women are inferior, and there is no malicious, corrupt regimen saying otherwise. The concept has a lot to answer for. It's totally shattered trust between the sexes and perpetually destroys harmony, which I would add, that was the point of feminism, okay, right there. So she goes on, it's a grossly distorted view. Imagine how different people look if you take off those blinkers for just a moment and take a step towards achieving true equality. Feminist theory has become our new religion. We spend decades shaking off the shackles of Christianity only to bind ourselves into the straitjacket of a new set of beliefs about an unjust social si system, and we brought into, into gender original sin. Wow, talk about making progress. Not. We can acknowledge Men and women are different without believing in toxic masculinity, which causes men to be inherently evil or dominating over women. See, clinging to the patriarchy as a construct is now, well, admitting that you're seeking revenge. And that's the point right there, my friends. Next. I have been telling you for a long time about the problems of Title IX. That's the supposed equality uh, statute as applied to schools. Well, here is a professor telling you about how bad it really is. He writes, C. 
saying, I could have been fired without ever knowing why, but I had tenure. David Seidman writes and says, I learned about the charges against me only after the findings were reached. My department chair called me into her office and at the direction of the college administration told me what I had to do to remedy the apparently awful situation I had known nothing about. I had to change my syllabus. I teach geology at Brooklyn College, part of the City University of New York, otherwise known as CUNY. And luckily, I have tenure, an important protection in cases of Kafka-like trials at a PC college. What had I done wrong? Well, see for yourself. Here is the offending phrase from the grading portion of my syllabus. Are you ready for this, my friends? Here we go. I'm going to read it word for word, my friends, and you see if you can figure out what the offending part of this is. Quote, class deportment, comma, effort, etc., dot, 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 10%, and then in parentheses, applied only to select students when appropriate, end parentheses, end of quote. In other words, like I said, it's the grading portion where how much of this is going to be part of your grade and how much of this is going to be part of your grade, etc. So he says class deportment, effort, and other things, which he left out because that wasn't part of the offensive part, and then applied only to select students when appropriate. Can you spot the offense? <laughs> if you can, you're doing better than we are here, my friends. For reasons that escape me, too, that phrase was perceived, are you ready, as a prelude to sexual harassment. Now, now that you know what the supposed offense was, let's read it again and see if we can spot the sexual harassment. Are you ready? Class deportment, effort, etc., 10% applied only to select students when appropriate. Oh, oh, it's glaringly obvious. Not. <laughs> well, the phrase was so clearly problematic to the administration that they directed him to change it. And as it turns out, the syllabus almost crossed another invisible line of acceptability in the politically correct world at Brooklyn College. Here is the problematic part. Quote, this classroom is, is an unsafe space for those uncomfortable with viewpoints with which they may disagree. All constitutionally protected speech is welcome, end quote. He writes and says, I'd been using warning triangles sardonically inserted of instead of ordinary quote marks when referring to foolish PC terms, and all my department chair would say is, the triangles are the problem. 
I never found out what made the triangles a problem. We were ready to act on a problem without saying what the problem was. Yeah, that's interesting how they're ready to do that. Well, he says, my guess is that some administrator thought the warning triangles were reminiscent of the pink triangles that the Nazis made gays wear. I wonder how long the administrators deliberated before deciding that the clip art street signs I'd include in my syllabus weren't Nazi symbols. Well, as you might expect, my friends, he got nothing in writing. He goes on to say, I think it's fair to conclude that the phrases at issue in my syllabus were neither sexually harassing nor anti-gay. Would anyone not deeply versed in PC culture conjure up the alleged offenses in my syllabus? Indeed. Of all the excesses of the language police I've heard about, I can't think of a more tortured interpretation of words. Charges involving sexual harassment and anti-gay bias are serious matters that mandate thorough investigation. But because the charges are so serious, they also mandate due process for the accused that this investigation was concluded and a course of action recommended without my knowledge and without my having an opportunity for input fails to meet that standard. I thought it wise, given the possible damage to my reputation, that I learned what procedures had been used in my case and what records actually exist. So I started digging First, asking my chair to tell me which department had initially contacted her. As a result of that inquiry, the college's director of diversity investigations and Title IX enforcement, yes, Brooklyn College really has a director of diversity investigation, emailed me and offered to meet. Given the seriousness of the charges, I declined that offer because I wanted all my communications with the administrator administration to be documented. So, a series of emails. I asked the director to provide me with a copy of the complaint with the names redacted and the names of the officers involved in the matter, a transcript of the procedures, and a description of all actions that were recommended as a result of the findings, among other things. In response, the director claimed that there had been no charges filed against me, and that his office had not investigated my syllabus. He again offered to meet up in order to, quote, clear up some apparent misconceptions and miscommunications, end quote. I was certainly confused at this point. If no charge had been filed, why was I directed to change my syllabus? If his office hadn't investigated the issue, why did he contact me? If his office wasn't involved, which office was? To clear things up, I asked my chair for further explanation. What she told me made me realize why the director was so reluctant to put anything in writing or to share pertinent documents, despite his denial. It was the director's office that had told her to have me change the phrasing in my syllabus. Can you smell the CYA here, my friends? If you can't, 
you need to blow your nose because it's it reeks real strong. So, next part, confronting the director. When I confronted the director with my newly discovered information, he immediately shut down communication saying, quote, my office considers the matter to be closed, end quote. I know my case pales in comparison to others because the charges I face were bizarre enough to be easily rebutted. But in seeking answers from the college administration over this issue, I revealed the college's system for investigating charges of sex bias and sexual harassment to be thoroughly dysfunctional. If, if the procedures used against me are typical, an accused person at Brooklyn College is, one, denied due process during an investigation and adjudication, and two, denied any documentation of the complaint, procedures, and findings after the fact. It is particularly troubling that the administrator in charge of the investigation of my syllabus became the gatekeeper regarding inquiries about the investigation. Who, then would hold that administrator accountable for improprieties in the investigations. Brooklyn College is now on notice. The college's system for investigating charges of sex bias and sexual harassment fails to meet requisite standards for due process, transparency, and accountability, and needs to be fixed. All right. Wow. And of course, as he started out, the only reason he was able to get this far is because he had tenure. If he didn't have tenure, I'm sure as soon as he started to rock the boat like he did, they would have summarily canned his rear end and kicked him out the door. You better believe it, my friends. This is what I rail about when I talk about how we are approaching and have gone way beyond the concept of 1984. George Orwell, of course. Okay. Rather than get into something, I'll just tell you what I'm going to get into. When we come back from the upcoming break, which is coming up here in just a little bit here, I'm going to tell you about absentee ballots being rigged for Hillary in a major swing state. And when I'm done talking to you about that, I'm going to talk to you about some of the WikiLeaks revelations for example, the wife of the biased La Raza judge ruling on Trump's lawsuit and who she is cozy with. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about that, my friends. And then when I'm done telling you about that, I'm going to tell you about the full list of ISIS donors to Hillary. Yeah. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back.
just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. I'm your host, M. Roy Ben Shetler, constitutional counselor and still all around pain in the rear end to bureaucrats and petty thugs all over. Okay, as promised, absentee ballots being rigged for Hillary in a major swing state. Yep, they've been caught yet again trying to rig the election in Hillary's favor. This time it involves breaking federal election laws. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Jenna Jones is a citizen of Fairfax County, Virginia, who will be out of town on election day, so she received an absentee ballot. But when she opened it, she received way more than she expected. Several pieces of leftist campaign propaganda were included with her ballot, according to WorldNet Daily. Quote, 
I found a letter from the governor of Virginia asking me to please vote Democrat and help and quote, help keep Virginia blue end quote this year. Then I got a letter from the Fairfax County Democrat Committee giving me a step by step yes and no what I should vote for as far as the meal tax and all those other things on the ballot. Jenna explained to World Net Daily and Radio America. The step-by-step letter Jones is talking about is a sample ballot that is handed out by campaign workers outside of polling places at at a legal distance, that is, which tells people how to vote for one particular candidate. Not surprising, there was no material included with her absentee ballot instructing Jones how to vote for any GOP candidate. Jones says, I was a little confused as to why we didn't get anything Republican at all, and I wasn't sure why that was included in my ballot at all, end quote. (laughs) On the back of the letter from McAuliffe included glowing biographies of Hillary Clinton, Tim Kaine, and her local congressman, Representative Jerry Connolly. Her husband, David, witnessed the entire thing and was also frustrated by this stunt from the left, saying, quote, I was also a little befuddled because I figured that this would be at a time that you wouldn't want to encourage voters to go one way or another, David Jones said, concluding, it's just like when you walk into the precinct or the polls. They can't be within a certain distance of feet from the voting booth, and I figured they shouldn't be able to put a piece of paper in the envelope with your ballot, end quote. David went on to say that he was taken aback by the letter from the governor, Democrat Terry McAuliffe, urging voters to keep for Virginia blue this year, saying if it was just a letter saying, hey, we appreciate you voting, every vote counts, that would make sense. And I would totally back that. But when there's a specific flyer that says Hillary Clinton for president and Tim Kaine for vice president laying out their platform to me, it was just biased. It was one sided, end quote. Now, my friends, included in the article is photos of these flyers, my friends. And it's absolutely political campaign flyers that if they was to try to hand these to you as you walked right into a voting booth, they'd be up on federal election charges, tampering and interfering with an election. Now, being a block down the street and handing them to you uh, as you're walking toward the poll, well, that's a different story. But now these were included in the, the ballot for her? Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, trying to rig the election from the get-go. Okay, next. WikiLeaks, wife of biased La Raza judge ruling on Trump lawsuit is cozy. Did you figure out who she was cozy with? Are you ready? If you were, if you didn't figure it out, here it is. Cozy with Hillary and John Podesta. Uh-huh. The activist judge, Gonzalo Curiel, who is a member of the the La Raza Society and is ruling on a case where Trump is sued, has a wife who is very cozy with John Podesta and Hillary Clinton. Carolyn Curiel made it into the WikiLeaks Podesta emails, ranting and raving over John Podesta, who seems 
thrilled at the sappy praise. What a cozy bunch. The email to Podesta said, quote, Carolyn Curiel was just here with a group of Purdue students that visited the debate site. She and I exchanged raves about the two of you, end quote. And Podesta replies, wow, small world, end quote. Yeah, my friends. Now, I remind you, as you hear more and more about these WikiLeak email dumps and such, Always remember when you hear the rants and screams and protests about them, no denials of what they're saying. Only troubling thing to the the Democrats here is that they've been exposed. No denial of what they say, just that they've been exposed so you can read them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. As I told you, WikiLeaks just released full ISIS donor list with names. Mm-hmm. Yep, what we've always suspected, my friends. Now we have the proof from the founders that Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Clinton are the founders of ISIS. We've proven through the emails and documents leaked from WikiLeaks, but liberal media outlets, well, they still refuse to cover it. After all, they're still more focused on what Trump said 11 years ago than what Hillary has actually done. But because of brave people like Julian Assange, we've been given more evidence, and, and I do say brave, my friends, because we also know from leaked emails that Hillary said, can't we just get a drone strike on him when he's out on the balcony? Like, yeah, yeah, firing a drone, a bomb, on an embassy to kill someone. This is, ladies and gentlemen, let me clear my throat here for a second here, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to direct this next comment to anyone out there there, this within the sound of my voice right now, that is considering voting for Hillary Clinton. Does it matter to you? Well, obviously it doesn't if you're still considering voting for her, but anyway, it should matter to you, seriously matter to you, that you're going to vote for a woman who is openly suggested murdering someone who is simply revealing the truth about her. That's all. Openly, and and not only that, but in the process of murdering that person, firing on a foreign embassy. That, my friends, is an act of war. And yet she likes to talk about how unstable Trump is and the idea of Trump's thumb on the nuclear button. Oh, oh, he's unstable. We can't have that. He's crazy, says crazy things. And he'll have his finger on that nuclear button. And here's a woman who says, can't we just fire a drone? And yet the... 
Pentagon people said, uh, <clears throat> Madam Secretary, uh, we, uh, you know, that is a embassy and that is a, a, a sovereign territory there, and firing such and would be an act of war. Well, but can't we do it anyway? Mm-hmm. So, again, to those that may be listening to my voice right now that are considering voting for Hillary, is that what you really want? Someone who would murder someone by remote control simply because they are exposing your fraud? Hmm? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay, so where was I? Oh, yes, because of the brave people like Julian Assange, we begin more evidence that she's more connected to ISIS than we originally believed. Indeed, my friends, an email was leaked between Clinton and Podesta indicating that, quote, Western intelligence, U.S. intelligence, and sources in the region to accuse Qatar and Saudi Arabia of providing clandestine financial and logistical support to ISIL or ISIS and other radical Sunni groups in the region, end quote. Then, citing the need to, quote, use our diplomatic and more traditional intelligence assets, end quote, said Hillary to Podesta while arguing the current developments in the Middle East were, quote, and important to the U.S. for reasons that often differ from country to country, end quote. Now, I find this very odd that Clinton argues Saudi Arabia and Qatar are helping fund ISIS when Hillary's largest donations, 20%, my friends, of her donations for her election campaign come from these two countries. The same two countries that financed the entire 911 operation. Something to think about, my friends. In another correspondence from 2012, the director of foreign policy at the Clinton Foundation, Amadid Desai, set up a meeting with Bill Clinton for five minutes in exchange for a $1 million birthday check. Wow. One million dollars for five minutes. Let's see. There's, um, uh, uh, you know, 25 minute periods. So that's 20 million dollars an hour he earned. That's, wow, it's not, not bad work if you can get it, I guess. The email adds that the small but rich occupying nation occupying the Qatar Peninsula would, quote, welcome the Clinton Foundation's suggestions for investments in Haiti, particularly on education and health, end quote. Desai added that while Qatar has already, quote, allocated most of their $20 million, that they were happy to consider projects we suggest, end quote. Well, this caused a little bit of a, an eruption, my friends, on Twitter, as you might imagine. Martin Walsh chimed in saying, Bill Clinton getting $1 million from Qatar for his birthday. FYI, it's legal and common practice in Qatar for husbands to beat their and rape their wives. <laughs> so, 
We now see two more examples of the Clintons acting corrupt and being intertwined with nations that fund ISIS. And for those who do not see where the dots connect, let's simplify how this all worked for Hillary, shall we? Hillary, as Secretary of State, would sell terrorist nations large weapons deals only after they gave her very generous donation to her foundation. These weapons, provided by Hillary and her State Department, then filtered down from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Libya, and so on to create supply and bolster terrorist groups. That is exactly how ISIS was created. But instead of blowing them up with an air assault, Hillary and Obama decided to leave ISIS alone. Why? Because ISIS, being in the Middle East, allows the Obama-Clinton machine to make millions in personal profits from these nations in a repetitive cycle of selling weapons. They are choosing personal gain over eliminating a terrorist group. Let that sink in. Why else would they have not arrested Hillary for all these crimes? The FBI would arrest you in a heartbeat if you went to Facebook right now to praise Allah and ISIS and do what Hillary did. Mm -hmm. It also speaks volumes as to why they are trying so hard to silence Julian Assange. Another tweet. Uh, Here's another tweet. If Julian Assange is lying, why are they trying so hard to silence him? Hmm, yeah. The media remains silent on all of this. This would be plastered all over the news for months if President Trump was exposed for this. Ignorant politicians are not the problem. The problem is that ignorant people keep voting for them every election. This is the exact reason we desperately need change in this country. People like Julian Assange have given up their lives to expose corruption in government, and allowing Hillary Clinton to win this election makes all of his sacrifices meaningless. He has offered us a chance to revolt against our tyrannical government. Chances like this do not occur often, and if we don't seize upon the opportunity, we will suffer another four years of suppression from our corrupt leaders. There you go, my friends. There you go. Next. WikiLeaks again. Hillary took Algeria off terror watch list after donation to Clinton Foundation. Who would have thought that, my friends? Yep. These WikiLeaks documents reveal that Hillary took Algeria off the U.S. terror watch list after they made a hefty contribution to the Clinton Foundation's Haiti Relief Project. How is that legal? Well, the Clinton camp was discussing Joe Scarborough's discussion with the Algerian donations to the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton advisors, oops, I went a little too far. The Clinton, adv- uh, there we go. The Clinton advisors defended the move in the email, saying it's a legal gray area. And I got the screenshot right here, my friends, of that particular email. Here we go. Oh, uh, uh, instant message. What do we got here? Uh, uh, four years. What? Uh, uh, I am not, I'm not understanding here. Um, uh, anyway, here's, here's the email, my friends. <clears throat> Quote, 
I think it was Algeria, maybe, that gave, that given a donation that went unreported at a time when they wanted to be taken off the terror list in the State Department, Scarborough said. They write the check, they get taken off the terror list at the same time, then it goes unreported by the Clinton Foundation. Is there a quid pro quo there? I don't know. It's really hard to tell, Podesta or Scarborough said. Scarborough then went on to break down his panelists how easy it would be to explain voters what might have occurred, saying, this is pretty simple stuff. So Algeria is on the terror list. They want off the terror list. The State Department is making a decision to do it. They write a check for what? How much? How many millions of dollars do they write a check for? I don't know. But Algeria writes a check. You're from Boston. You know how politics works. They write a really big check to the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation takes the check, and then they just, out of nowhere, the State Department then decides, well, they're going to take Algeria off the list. Yep, that's how it works, my friends. That's how it works. Like I said, my friends, if you or I was to do anything remotely close to this, just slightly remotely close to this, you know, we'd be up on charges so damn fast it wouldn't be funny. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. I'm getting the instant message now. I had, took another quick look at it, my friends. The thing is, okay, I made the comment a little while ago about, you know, if we don't vote out this kind of corruption here, and I'm not talking just about the presidency, my friends. I'm talking about all of Congress, too, especially those rhinos that keep telling us that, oh, we can't have Hillary. We can't have Hillary, uh, uh, but vote for us. But we're not going to do anything to stop Hillary, but we just can't have her. So vote for us, and we'll stop her when she's in the presidency. Well, gee whiz, why should we vote for you when you're not doing anything right now? Hmm? So, in four years, <laughs> will there ever be another election if, if things aren't cleaned up now? It's a really good question that's being asked by Miss D in Oregon here. Really good, really good question. You know, it, it, will there be another one? Hmm. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> ahem. More leaks, my friends. Actually, this is not WikiLeaks. This is now the FBI uh, announcing things here. Clinton aide Huma Abedin has told people she doesn't know how her emails wound up on her husband's computer. The Washington Post. Surprise, surprise. Wow. The Washington Post reports that she, Huma Abedin, has told people she's unsure how her, e her emails could have ended up on a device she viewed as her husband's computer, the seizure of which has reignited the Clinton email investigation, according to a person familiar with the investigation in civil litigation over the matter. The person who had not discussed the case unless granted him anonymity, said Abedin was not a regular user of this computer. And even when she agreed to turn over her emails to the State Department for federal record purposes, her lawyers did not search it for materials, not believing any of her messages to be there. 
That could be a significant oversight, you think, if Aberdeen's work messages were indeed on the computer of her estranged husband, former Congressman Anthony Weiner, who's under investigation for allegedly exchanging lewd messages with a 15-year-old girl. So far, it's unclear what, if any, new work-related messages were found by authorities. The person said the FBI had not contacted Aberdeen about its latest discovery, and she was unsure what the Bureau had discovered. Now, according to federal law enforcement officials, investigators found thousands of messages on Wiener's computer that they believed to be potentially relevant to the separate Clinton email investigation. How they are relevant, or if they are significant in any respect, remains unknown at this point. Wiener and a lawyer for Abedin did not return messages seeking comment. Gee, I wonder why. Clinton has called on the FBI to release more information and predicted nothing would emerge that would change the FBI's conclusion that no charges were appropriate against her. Uh, that isn't what James Comey said. James Comey said... Uh, a no reasonable prosecutor, i.e. no prosecutor that's around today, would press charges against her. Uh, because any prosecutor that we have today is definitely not reasonable, you know. So there we go. That's why. So, in case you hadn't heard, FBI Director James Comey wrote a letter to lawmakers Friday. That would be last Friday, my friends that the investigators would take, quote, appropriate investigative steps, end quote, to determine if any of the messages contained classified information or if they could somehow advance the Clinton probe in another way. Um, oh, hmm, what do we got here? Hang on, click. No prosecutor who doesn't want to get murdered by the Clinton. No, 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 no. It's not no instant message here says no prosecutor doesn't want to get murdered. No, it's not murdered. It's that they, they um, you know, the headline would be uh, news breaking. James Comey dies in a parent suicidal car crash tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's the way it works out there, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's not murder. It's, it's an apparent suicide. You know, sort of like um um Chelsea Clinton's father. You know, who you know he committed suicide by shooting himself in the back of the head, then rolling himself up in a carpet and having him and hauling himself to uh, Fort Marcy Park, and then unrolling himself in the middle of the the. Um, park and uh, leaving himself there, you know, it's, it was a suicide, you know, obviously, obvious suicide, you know, so, yeah, so yes, uh, where was I? Um, uh, yeah, 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 federal law enforcement officials said it was possible the messages could be duplicates to others already recovered in the case, and they could also be benign. Well, let's take the first part, my friends, duplicates. Well, that would be duplicates of emails with classified information on Wiener's computer, which means that it's outside of, because Wiener doesn't have a top secret uh, security clearance and didn't have one at the time uh, then. So there we go. We have that breach of, of protocol here. All the 
of which, one of the, the ending phrases of the statute, my friends, that one who is so convicted of these things is ineligible to hold any type of office in the federal government for the rest of their lives, my friends. And yet people say Hillary is the most qualified person to be uh, elected, to be up to be elected president. Well, right there, you're disqualified. That means you're not the most qualified because you can't even begin, begin on the list of being qualified. Hello? But I digress. Former FBI officials said that once agents have legal authority to more closely examine the emails, they would likely use a computer program to weed out duplicates and slowly examine the remaining messages for classified information and evidence of obstruction or bad intent. Oh, there we go. That made up bad intent, my friends. I will remind you, the statute does not take intent into consideration because intent is non-relevant for this thing. When you have an oath of office and you violate that oath of office, it doesn't matter whether you intended to or not. You did it. <laughs> so anyway, back to, oh, what do we got here? Benign, uh, something about benign. Let's see, we got a message here. Benign, really just like seeing Huma using the Clinton email server prior to when she told the FBI she learned about it on the news. Well, not just her, but uh, um, uh, B.O. said the same thing. Yeah, I knew about this when I heard it on the news, and yet we have the emails showing that not only did he know about it, but he was using it actively, my friends. Okay, I'll finish the rest of this up on the other side of the break, because you really, this, this is a big daggum deal, my friends. It really is. Seriously, this is a big daggum deal. This is treason at the highest levels. And I do not throw that word around lightly. And the fact that the one engaging in the treason says, oh, it's trying to corrupt our democratic process. Ha, ha, ha. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back.
worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. I'm your host, M. Roy Ben Shadler, constitutional counselor and still all-around pain in the rear end to bureaucrats and petty thugs all over. Today is still Monday, October 31st, 2016. It is the 4 o'clock hour out here on the left coast. If you're listening some other time zone, obviously you're going to have to adjust your clocks accordingly so you can be in sync with this show. This is a live call-in show. Calling in is not necessary. Thinking, however, is, and we do always give that exemption to those members of Media Matters as well as the Southern Poverty Law Center and those government agents that are paid to listen to this show because, after all, if we required them to think, it would create a hostile work environment. We don't want to be responsible for that. If you'd like to call in, the number is simple, 1-800-932-1980, or you may send an instant message directly to me via the new Yahoo Instant Messenger, which is has been pointed out to me is is so 
terrible. I don't know what to do about this, my friends, but unless I actually open up the Yahoo Messenger window, I don't know if someone sent me a message. Whereas with the old Yahoo Messenger, if someone sends me a message, it pops up on your screen right there. There's no question that you've been sent a message. So it's like, argh. Um, okay. <clears throat> we have been following... Many of the revelations from WikiLeaks, my friends, you've probably heard most about them, but I'm giving you my take on certain things, which is part of the reason why you're listening to this show, because you want to hear what I think about it. So, what we've been covering most recently, for those of you just joining us here this hour, is the new details about emails from Huma Abedin found on her estranged husband, Anthony Carlos Danger the Wiener, um, on his computer. Well, the FBI announced that, yeah, we're, we're looking into this. And they have not released any new details about what they had found on Saturday, even though they faced immense pressure to do so. Now, this article goes on to talk about that Abedin has served in a variety of roles for Clinton, starting as an intern in 1996 when Clinton was first lady. In the State Department, Abedin served as her chief of staff of operations. She had a State Department email account, a Yahoo account, an account on Clinton's private server, and an account used to support Wiener's campaign activities. When Abedin left the State Department, she signed a statement. A statement which, by the way, Hillary has not signed. But she signed a statement saying she had, quote, surrendered to responsible officials all controlled or administratively controlled documents and materials with which I was charged or which I had in my possession, end quote. Now, the State Department. In the process of collecting Clintons and others for records and Freedom of Information Act purposes, later asked Abedin to turn over relevant messages, and she gave her laptop and BlackBerry for review. Abedin told an FBI in the interview in April that her attorneys asked for uh, guidance from the State Department on how to conduct that review, but, but did not receive a response. Summarizing Abedin's interview, the FBI agents wrote that she told them that the attorneys, quote, erred on the side of caution and opted to include anything that they were unsure about, end quote. In a sworn deposition in June, Abedin said she, quote, looked for all the devices that may have any of my State Department work on it and returned, gave them to my attorneys for them to review for all relevant documents, end quote. Meanwhile, on Friday, Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump took aim at Aberdeen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.